On behalf of the NHL, I want to tell you how thrilled we are to return to the state of hockey. It's obvious we never should have left. Minnesota, welcome back to the NHL. In the state of hockey, we skate the frozen ponds. We live the game. Welcome from the state of Minnesota, the state of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's attendance is 18,815. Our 27 consecutive sellout. Wild with the faceoff here. Here's Spurgeon going to work right circle. He scores! Spurgeon scores! Takes a look. Here comes Dumba. Matt Dumba off the bench. In front. Scores! And Dumba has won it for the Wild. Hit by Spurgeon. Up comes back the other way. Fiala's in for Minnesota. Fiala puts to the middle. Wait, score! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. Presented by 10,000 Takes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Takes podcast. It has been over two months, almost three months, since our last Wild Takes podcast. I think we've done seven episodes up to this point, talking about everything, following everything throughout the Minnesota Wild season, giving you our best takes on it, Wild Takes on it, if you want to say that. But then, of course, this COVID thing really messed things up you know, halted the season around March 11th. And just like that, the season ended. It sucked for us wild fans because we couldn't, we, we weren't able to see that team make me make the push into the playoffs. How have you guys, I, first of all, I, I just want to ask, first of all, how have you guys been handling hockey or no hockey in COVID amongst COVID? Well, you know, it's it's worse than normal because it's not just no hockey, it's no sports, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I could probably do it without hockey, but having no sports at all is absolutely brutal. I think, what, last week they would have been wrapping up the conference finals. This week it would have been getting ready for the Stanley Cup finals. I mean, how awesome would that be right now if that was real life right now? That would be – that would be – uh, yeah, we'd be, we'd be in the Stanley Cup right now. That's what we don't realize. We've been thinking <laughs> out of this so long. But, again – Briefly introduce ourselves. I'm, of course, Jake, yeah. journalist Jake, and then I'm joined by Wags. We're regulars on this, but Zooch, Zach Collins, Zooch, goes by Zooch, is joining us today for the first time on the Wild Takes What's podcast. Up? How have you been doing without hockey and COVID? Uh, it's been pretty terrible because obviously Wags went into it. We don't have this. Stanley Cup coming up this week and that was a you know it's a really big thing it's a really big deal every year when the Stanley Cup rolls around it's a huge marquee event everyone's watching but I've been getting through it like everybody else you know uh, the draft the NFL draft was huge that was pretty fun to watch but you know I've just been golfing a lot getting hockey, out there on the course because it's about the only thing you can do right now <laughs> it's not hot you're low to do yeah unless yeah, you're in Wisconsin you're or until these bars open up Unless you're in Wisconsin or North Dakota or something like that, and um, where the yeah, bars well, are, they don't open. really care about those states. I mean, they just let yeah. people do whatever they want over there. Like, sure, I mean, go out to the bars. Who gives a shit? <laughs> just go to the bars, have a good time. But the thing is, you can't watch any. Dude, this is the time of year we could be going to the bars, watching Stanley yeah. Cup, 
Probably not seeing Minnesota in, in it, of course, but still watching Stanley Cup hockey. It's always a blast to watch that that final, and it's always competitive. Always, usually, I feel like it always goes to game seven or a game six or seven at least. Yeah. And it's just well, and it's NHL playoffs awesome. are by far the best playoffs in all of sports. It's nothing yeah. but – first of all, the level – they play crazy during the regular season, and there's plenty of times where I'm like, how does this game get more intense during the playoffs? I just don't see it. And then year after year after year, the playoffs are way more intense. They're playing way more physical. It's There's literally less room on the ice, it seems like, during the playoffs. It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing to watch. And I just want playoff hockey back. Now, unfortunately, yeah. these pro skaters, these pro mm-hmm. players, have not played hockey in two months, yep. which is probably – at least the majority of them have not even skated in two months. And that's probably the longest they've gone in, like, a decade of not mm-hmm. playing – at least a decade, a few decades of not playing hockey. So – I wonder if we're going to get some sloppy hockey when we come back, and I am a little worried about that. Well, that brings me into the next or, – or the, the big thing that was released this week, the big news, and there was rumors since since literally mid-March of what is the NHL going to do to re- resume play? Are they going to have a 24-team playoff? And that was the big thing. I feel like that was the big thing in March, and they, they kind of slashed that down saying NHL's not thinking about that. Then they went back to the 2014 playoff rumors, and now Gary Bettman is officially – you know, now it's that they're going with the 2014 playoff format and it's, they're going to essentially have a play in round with, for, with the with top 12 teams from each conference, get into the, get into the postseason, And then eight teams, the top four seeds um, will get a buy. And then the bottom eight teams, the last like teams five through seeded five through 12 in both conferences will play in a plan round to get into the final 16, essentially. So it's something we're going to hopefully see, you know, playoff hockey at some point this, this summer. But again, like going into that, like you said, hopefully we'll see sloppy hockey. Hopefully we won't see sloppy hockey, but that's the thing is from what I heard from Gary Bettman, we might not get this. If, if they, if we do have these playoffs and they do start, it won't be till freaking August. Cause I know he said he like, he wants at least three week training camp for all teams. And they're, they're not going to have training camps open until July 1st at the earliest. So I don't know. We might not see this happening until August, which is insane to me. That's going to really push into the. Well, he actually said to be uh, to be even more specific. He, uh, Gary Bettman <clears throat> said that training camps will begin not earlier than the first half of July. So not even July first. Yeah, We're talking yeah. like July fifteenth. Yes. Yeah. That that was just. Like... I believe he said he wanted four weeks of training yeah. camp, and then Three he wanted to play in games before they even play these series. So, I mean, it's, which is it's gonna crazy because it makes see, it, you know, anything. Yeah, it, it feels like this season is literally going to go on to next season. Like, it feels mm-hmm. that way. It almost be, it almost might be a year. It might go for a whole fucking year mm-hmm. <laughs> playing in the same damn season. But we're going to crown every, the 20 people on Twitter and they talk about that it's, it's the wrong way to come back. I really don't think there's a right or a wrong way no. to come back. I mean, hey, this is uncharted territory. If you're going to come back, yes. why would you cut out the teams that were fighting for that exactly. last playoff spot? You know, I mean, what? I really don't get it. People shouldn't be bitching about anything. The teams that got left out were so far out, it wouldn't matter. I mean, mm-hmm. you have teams like the Wild, Arizona, who were three, four points out of a playoff spot with 12 to go. Those teams are all right there, and I think they all deserve a chance to play for the playoffs. So the play-in series really makes sense to me, I think. Yeah, I, I think I think it it's fair. Yeah, that would suck. I, I Honestly, they either, if they're going to come back, you know, do it right, and which I think they're they're doing everything they can, or don't come back at all. But I think right. 
they really want to finish this season. So if they're going to come back, I think they're doing it the right way, the best they can do it at least. You know, allowing teams yeah. that where they were in the season, teams that were in the hunt for the playoffs, still, you know, this is this is fair for them. They, they're technically making the po- – I know they're technically not calling the 24 – I know they're technically – I think they're not even calling the teams – in the five through 12 seating in each conference and those, they're calling it just a plan round. I don't think they're technically calling yep. it playoffs. Because it's not playoffs. It's yeah, not it's playoffs. Not. Cause isn't it no. something with, with Jason, yeah. the Jason Zucker trade, like if the Penguins yep. lose to the, to the Montreal Canadians and we'll get into like the matchups here, you know, throughout the yep. podcast, but if they play Montreal, who's a 12 seed, who's a 12 seed. And if they, if they lose, they tech the Pittsburgh Penguins technically don't make the playoffs. And then no, we, we don't, don't get that. We don't get that first round conditional yeah. pick. Which was going to be guaranteed if the season, you know, finished out. The Pittsburgh Penguins are going to the playoffs, a hundred percent. So, mm-hmm. Just, yeah, and that changes the view thing. on that whole trade. I mean, you lose that first round pick. That that was a big piece of that trade. I mean, sure, we got a good prospect, and we got you know a flyer on a guy who could be a good player for us, but we don't know that, and we might not even see it. Who knows if we even sign him back next year? So that could really mm-hmm. hurt that trade outlook a lot. Yeah, especially because Zucker had a nice contract for what three more years, and Pittsburgh's mm-hmm. just like, all right, we'll take that, throw him on our second line. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, true. Just in my opinion, in my us. opinion, in Minnesota though, Zucker was not playing up to the contract. Mm. No, no, I don't think and so. And another either. thing, we traded him because Kaprizov was supposed to come over and play that position, and now Kaprizov may sign to the cage. Uh, we won't see him for another year and a half. So yeah, and we who even knows what's true, way. right? Because I don't know. So, I don't know. Right now. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. all those people out there saying, like, like there's Russian reporters saying 95% chance he returns to the KHL. There's other people who are saying that's a completely false rumor. We're hearing nothing from the Kaprasov camp ourselves. Yes, and so I, we're just getting yeah, noise from all different directions, boys. Well, right now, I'd love to hear I you guys' opinion. Does does he sign with the Minnesota Wild this well, year? Well, let, let me say, I, I want to. I, I we were mentioning this before the podcast i don't know how you get a 95 percent number like what what the fuck is that like what what 95 percent chance he returns he returns yeah. to khl it's almost it's, 100 it's, it's literally 50 50 at this just say it's 50 50 is more than likely but then you hear yeah. but then on the top like you hear that you know russo has a source claiming that that's not true i personally think I'll, I'll get to the, I'll answer that question in a moment if he truly will sign here. But I, I think really in, in, from, in Kaprasov's mind right now, he's waiting to see what how this all plays out still. I think he's yeah. waiting to see when the NHL season will actually start. I don't think he's literally sitting there, I'm going to the KHL next year. I'm just waiting for, for this to play out. But I think I'm going to, I might take, I might be taking a little bit of wild card pick here, but I think he does sign and, and wants to get on board whether whether he doesn't start till december or even talk about the season might not be pushed back to january next season i think he really wants to play in the nhl and start getting started now whether he doesn't start to december or january i think he signs i think he does and i think that will surprise people based on what is obviously being reported on but i think he does sign with the wild i, I you know to play this the 2021 season even if it starts in 2021 but you know I think Batman hinted yesterday that the Winter Classic may kick off the 2021 season. What better way to introduce your new Russian superstar than the Winter Classic? For sure, signs that come play in December. You know, what, who wouldn't want to make their debut on that, you know, that scene? Outdoor game. But, yeah, Target Field, yeah. It, yeah. 
it's just so I would suck to wait that long for hockey. He obviously yeah, wants to play hockey. He wants to play hockey. And the NHL Players Association, they still haven't, you know, made their argument to the owners and, you know, the NHL to their arguments on why they think these people should sign and play this year. Any other season, look at Kale McCarr last year. He fucking debuted mm-hmm. in the second round of the playoffs. How is that any different mm-hmm. than debuting mm-hmm. right now? It doesn't make a difference. So I just think it's so – and it's a weird year as it is, and it's so stupid that they aren't letting him sign right now. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he is going to sign. Sorry, I ranted there, but, yeah. Here, oh, you got to rant. This is a very ranting <laughs> – well, Topic. It just makes no sense. It's so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> well, so you know, stupid. I also maybe we're just fucking homers, right? But I also agree that Kaprasov signs. The main reason why is because he's been him and his uh, or he's been saying that he's been wanting to play in the NHL for some time. Yeah. Um, and you can't prove you're the best. You can't mm-hmm. you can't prove you're the best if you're not in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows he has a top league, and he will get paid more money in the NHL if he's a, if he's the superstar that that we think could be. And so why not come to the NHL as soon as possible, especially like he's 22 right now. Am I right about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, 23, so, I believe. Yeah, 23, but yeah. 23. Yeah. So yeah. as of right. So everyone knows that the first three years of your contract in the NHL, your entry level deal you sign is three years of a very low for pro sports salary. You want to get that out of the way as soon as possible. You don't want to be getting paid like a 22 year old is in the NHL when you're 26, which he is going to be getting paid pretty cheap mm-hmm. when he's 26 at this point. So I also think if he keeps waiting in the KHL, he's eventually going to have to sign a three-year entry-level deal, mm. right? Yep. Which, yep. No, which I is believe gonna since like... he's waited uh, – I believe since he's at the – I think he's older than 23 now. When he signs, if he's 24 years old, he can only sign a one-year deal. So oh, okay. he so, would so, only yeah. be able to okay. sign for one year with the Wild. Which still – But either still, way, like he's, it's going to be, gonna be signed. Deal. It's going to be really cheap. Two years, yes. Yeah. It's going to be cheaper than he would have signed, you know, a couple years ago. He's going to get exactly right. And if it's a short season, they may take a chunk of that. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you could be getting paid, you know, pennies on the dollar. So, yeah. So that's why I think he definitely should be wanting to come over here. Yep. The sooner he signs, the sooner he's going to be getting that big payday. Yep. Yeah. Really quick, too. I I just wanted to talk. Do you guys want to talk about Hub Cities really quick? Yeah, definitely. Ooh, yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So apparently the word on the street, according to Bettman, is that each conference will be assigned a hub city that is designed yep. to operate as a bubble for players and team personnel, with, with which will have like, they'll have testing um, with secure mm-hmm. hotels, arena and practice facilities and transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, there are 10 uh, cities that they're looking to choose from. Those are going to be Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. So, first of all, one, if your city gets it, there's like nothing to even be excited about, except yeah. that you know there's NHL players in your city. Like, no yeah. one can go to the games. No. So it really doesn't matter who gets this <laughs> no. uh, at all. I mean, nothing. I mean what no. what are your guys' thoughts of um, each conference getting a hub city where all the games will be played out of? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Love to hear it. Uh, I kind of, I really like it. Uh, I think you can there. Like Minnesota, I'll use Minnesota as an example because I know the area best. You have Mariucci Arena, Ritter Arena, uh, the Excel Energy Center, Tria Orthopedic. There's four arenas right there that you can just host those four series at right there. And then you can play the playing games in front of them, whatever you want to do. You can keep the players at one arena, both teams, and then you can keep them in a hotel close enough in the transportation. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like the idea. I think it'll be easier to do it that mm-hmm. way. You can keep the teams that are playing each other, you know, 
Sequoia to one arena with the hotels, you know. I yeah, I didn't like the idea of going four hub cities and playing like yeah, I just think that's too many. You're risking mm-hmm. too much. Two hub cities well, seems like the right choice. I feel like though the NHL would they allow teams to play at the Mariucci, considering that the Mariucci is an Olympic size. I mean, yeah. They would, oh would, I mean, would, yeah, good point. They, I, I don't think so. Yeah. No, they wouldn't. I don't definitely. think I also, so. I also I don't feel know like about ice sheets. Could they could they manufacture yep. the Mariucci to not be an Olympic size ice sheet? I mean, there's no fans there, so I, you don't have to worry it. about fans. Right. You get you'd imagine so, but I mean, you even there you got Ritter Arena that's right there that I believe is going to be you know regulation yeah. size. So. I don't even well, know if they'd be able to use those two because I'm pretty sure they're connected to each other. So it would be technically the same facility in a way. I believe they are. It's right down the road from each other. So I don't know. They're connected but, They're connected via like an underground tunnel. True orthopedic sure, for sure. I'm not sure if that would account. Yeah, I don't Yeah, see, I, I don't know how that but, would work. But they I haven't feel really like, announced anything to how it's going to work or where they're going to mm-hmm. play. But I, I have I, not. But, but from what I get from it is, I, I feel like they would play. Like if if they choose Minneapolis St. Paul, I feel like they're going to try to fit most of the games in the XL Energy Center, and then maybe use all those other rinks for for practices for for teams and whatnot. Because mm-hmm. I think they're going to want teams to still be in a. They don't want to be playing in Tria. I think they still want to play in the XL Energy Center where they could at least still have professional speaker systems where they could have, you know, music like they do at games and then maybe even have like a, a, a you know, artificial crowd noise, a fake crowd noise. Mm-hmm. I think they could do that the best at NHL arenas. So I think in the end, if they chose Minneapolis or St. Paul, like I think they're looking at other hub cities, I think they'll still play the games in the NHL arenas. But I think why Minneapolis and St. Paul is so, it could be so appealing is all those arenas can be used for, for, practices for all these teams mm-hmm. when they're not playing i think that's what could be huge but i think they're all and you also play at the xl you also have to think too that the amount of ranks is really only going to matter for the play-in round and the first round mm-hmm. of the playoffs after that yeah. after you're only going to need one rank after that but yeah it is definitely something to consider because that's a lot of games well, that need mean, to be played within yeah, a short yeah, amount of time really and the quicker they're done Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they, have, they probably too many use games. multiple ones to start mm-hmm. at the beginning, and it's probably safer too yeah. to have yeah, to use it, more rings yeah. and not have them all in the same facility because if, yeah. you know if one person has COVID and they right. bring it to Every, one facility, yeah. everyone else everyone else going there is going to be in trouble now, right? So maybe yep. it might make sense one to team have four yep. hub rings, but who knows? Because they're not going to announce anything. Yeah. and this is they, brand we don't new know. ground, so all we're doing yep. is guessing at this point. We're just speculating. Yeah, but I'll tell you if it is. I mean, if, I. Yeah, it's going to be weird, man. I'll be – if they do choose St. Paul or Minneapolis, and, like, I'm just going to go down to downtown St. Paul, you can't stop me from being on the street. Okay, I'm going to be around there just <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> I'm a part of this now. I'm going to see I'm, – I'm, whatever. I mean, are the hotels open? I mean, I'm going to go in a hotel where these players are. I'm assuming they would close off the entire hotel. <laughs> let's, um, let's, let's go uh, 10,000 takes. Let's all go sit in lobbies of random hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, hey, guys. Try, so, try, to uh, <laughs> try to get the interview. Hey, guys, so what's going on? What's going through your mind today? What's going on, guys? <laughs> How fast do we get, we get arrested if we do that? How or fast? Just, <laughs> or, just, or just buy, you know. professional athletes that are trying to start. <laughs> try – or no, there's there's a bunch of, like, random hey, parking. Hey, guys, what's up? Yeah, and there's parking lots around around the X-Men. Center, we just do a tailgating thing. We bring out a grill, yeah, and we just yeah. we put the games like on the TV. We're just having a few burgers. We're just know? having a few brewskis and burgers. Can we do? <laughs> I guarantee you'll have actually have people doing that. 
probably just some idiot. I mean, like us. Well, I mean, it's going to be open up enough by then. I mean, they're already letting people outside. So if you yeah, think about exactly. It, why, yeah. Who's to stop people going to Tom Reed's pub and grill right there and sitting right outside of the exit. Yeah. You watching can't. the game on the big TV. It'd be, it'd be illegal. No. Nothing <laughs> stopping nothing. People are going to go out there with their beers sitting there. Well, you maybe can't drink a beer, but you, you can sit there. You can sit there and hey, go outside put, these bars and have a good time. Fucking put it in a paper bag and walk around. Let's put it in a fucking paper bag. That's what you can do. I mean, we've done that before. We've done that recently. I, yeah, I felt like I felt like no, I did feel like a degenerate while doing it, but like it was also like a nice moment. Like I can cross that off, walk around in public with yeah. the paper bag. Over I really the did. And no, nobody cares. Cops well, whenever you see it, cares. whenever you see people doing it in the movie, it's always the homeless like guy who's yeah. causing all the problems, like yeah. doing yeah. drugs. His dad Those guys are cool. Dirty ass clothes. That was Those us. Dirty Those guys ass are cool. <laughs> I want to ask you guys though. What do you feel about the matchup in general? If, if we do see this play out, the Wild do play Vancouver. Best of five playing series. How exciting would that be? I like it. I think that'd be, that's going to be a fun matchup. I like the matchup. Yes, it's a beautiful I, matchup in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The Wild have the advantage, especially how hot yes. they're playing at the end of mm-hmm. the season. It's, I think another thing, too, that's really on the Minnesota Wild advantage is that their best player, Kevin Fiala, has been skating these last few months. He's had a facility to train at. So <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. all the other team, a lot, a lot of the other teams, best players and their mm-hmm. star players haven't been practicing. That honestly might be a nice little edge to have, especially mm-hmm. with the way Fiala was playing at the end there, right before the pandemic uh, canceled the season or, you know, postponed the season. Um, mm-hmm. Fiala, in a way, and I know Jake and I have mentioned this previously on the show, but it reminded you of like Marion Gabrick. Not that they mm-hmm. played the same, but when he had the puck, it just felt like something amazing was, was about to happen. something different. Something, just... yeah, yeah. Some plays about to open up, and, like, you mm-hmm. just, like, you got goosebumps when you had the puck. We haven't and had a player like that man. in a long time. Yep. And I and I am ex- – I do think that that's a secret little uh, advantage that Minnesota Wild do have going into these playoffs. And I think mm-hmm. uh, Vancouver – I mean, they got Brock Besser, a great Minnesota-born Brock hockey Bozer. player. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean – Besides got him, the advantage. Besides him, I just, I mean, I really like. Who do you guys like for Vancouver in terms of offense? I mean, you got obviously him. Yeah, Jack guy. Hughes mm. is pretty good on the defensive end. He's a young dude. He's a very good offensive defenseman already. Who was uh, rookie of the year last year? Um, Vancouver has. I totally forgot his name. They have Pedersen. Yeah, Pedersen. Mm-hmm. Pedersen. Yeah, so he, he, he's he's, a, he's an pretty, elite he's player. Stud. He's yeah. a very elite mm-hmm. player. He's very fast. Him and Besser. He'll give him and Best play in the same way. Yeah, that line's scary. Yep, that yep. line's scary. But I, what I like about the Wild is since New Year's Eve, they were a top ten team record wise. Uh, they have the six best five v five goals for, and that is you don't get much better than that. And what's good about that is the Canucks have a good power play and penalty kill. But if you can keep it five on five, the Wild are a much better team. We have mm-hmm. a better bottom six as well that keeps us afloat. They're not going to lose games. They're not going to win us any games, but they're going to keep us competitive on the back end. I mean, mm-hmm. Koivu on the fourth line and that bet with Donato and Hartman, that's a good line. It's a good, you know, fit. Having uh, Cunning finally finding his feet a little bit, scored in his first game back, and then COVID mm-hmm. canceled the season. Yep. But <laughs> I, I really think the Wild have the advantage, even though they're a 10 seed. You know, the season ends, I think they make the playoffs this year if they play the mm-hmm. final 12 games, just the way they're playing. And they're beating good teams. People forget about that too. It's not like they're, you know, beating, beating up on trash teams. teams. They're beating. They're beating good teams. It, it so sucks like though, because 
it sucks though because like going back to our like our, our very first episodes of the wild take podcast wild takes podcast you know back in the fall in the midst of when the wild were just doing were just trash oh, and just started out <laughs> that first season terribly and how far they came from a hey i remember our one of our like recurring questions though zane throughout mm-hmm. like from the very first episode was do you still have hope in this team do you still have hope in this team we, and then bubba was always course no i've lost all hope i'm done <laughs> and it was like it was like the first month it's like the second episode it's well, like what you can't do that and now it's, well, if you I, recall though in october they had the worst after october they yes. had the worst record in the nhl they yep. were the worst team and i'm sure you guys remember watching those first few games it felt like this was going to be the longest season of our lives yeah, and guess it what it, it turned out being that way but obviously yeah. not due to the wild play yeah it almost like when new year's when new year's hit something flipped in kevin fiala and the entire wild team and then when the trade line, they hit another little lull where they were, you know, very, very subpar for like five games. The trade deadline came and went. No one got traded. And then, boom, they're right back at it. Six-game winning streak or whatever it was. Six-game point streak. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited for them to come back. I mm-hmm. think if they come back, they're going to be a scary team on the map. I don't think the Canucks want to play the Wild, in my opinion. I really don't mm-hmm. think that when they saw the Wild, they're probably like, ah. Oh, serious. Well, uh, Wild Takes will make sure to do um, when it's when it's official, everything's official, and we know the Wild are playing. We'll make sure, sure to do a nice uh, nice preview of the series and stuff like that. And uh, oh yeah, we'll get we'll get some good content we'll out get, there. We'll for drink the some people. beers. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll a couple of you, drinks. We'll bring you an unfiltered preview of the series, people. <laughs> we're gonna, not we're gonna, gonna find this on TSN night. or ESPN. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, you definitely won't find it on ESPN fucking nba no they don't talk about hockey no they just have very melrose and that's it they love playoffs that are as predictable as can be they love when the one cbc but in hockey that doesn't happen that doesn't happen you're gonna have an eight seed win the stanley cup you know why because the nhl doesn't give a fuck they don't care who wins Team sport man the (laughs) nba's like we want lebron in the finals right now we want james curry in the finals we don't care about no damn timberwolves i mean i honestly think the nba the nba is like the NBA is like one player can take over a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, now, and now, it's now, predictable. And man. it happens it really year is. after year after year. LeBron's in the finals. Curry's in the finals. Leonard's in the finals. One oh, of those players is going to be in the finals. I mean, it can happen the same way. It can happen the same way, like with uh, in the ho- in hockey, in terms of like a team could have a hot goalie, right? Mm-hmm. It happen in the similar, but it's not the same but thing because the goalie can yeah. only do one thing. It's yeah. not just the, the goal. Out in that. for the Blues. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah not exactly. Just, yeah. yeah, it's not just the goal. Like, well, I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah. a perfect example is Jake Allen. He stole the series from the Wild, and then he was ass in the next series, and they were done. <laughs> so, yep. no one one player in the NBA can definitely carry a team all the way through the playoffs. We've oh, seen that, that year that Jake Allen story, year. though. Uh, I remember the I think the year before they got kicked out by the Blues, they beat the Blues in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. it was Game yep. Six yep. in the XL Energy Center. I was there as mm-hmm. we won the game. Yeah. Everyone was just saying. Allen, Allen. Oh, you let in some you let in, you let in three quick goals, and then you got replaced by the backup. There you go. <laughs> it was awesome. Where I was at that? I remember I was at the 2015. One of the two. One of the two years the Wild actually made it past the first round. It was like Game Three against the Chicago Blackhawks in the second round. They had already lost drop bowl games in Chicago. I went out to 14, the 2014. 2000, I think it was 2015, I believe, because I think I was a freshman in college, and my dad got me tickets for my birthday. Thank you, Dad. But they lost one nothing. 
and but still it was it was it was one of the f- most fun atmospheres I've ever been in because I mean it was obviously you know you know your team's in the final eight essentially but the whole time just fans were yelling Crawford even though he went shut out and of course Patrick Kane scored the only goal he lost one nothing and the wild ended up getting swept but it was still it was just it was still such a great atmosphere I love when they get in when the fans do that stuff and they get, try to get in the goalie's head Mm-hmm. It obviously worked for Jake at game six against Jake Allen. Didn't work for Crawford. He, act, he he probably had one of his greatest games I've ever watched, and I had to mm-hmm. be at it. So hey, like, I, I got a question for you boys. Okay, you see, can get you get tickets to any like like championship sporting event, and I'm gonna tell them. So a Stanley Cup <coughs> game seven, COVID. MLB game seven, and NBA Ooh. game seven, or the Super Bowl. Right, you get free tickets for any of those. Which ones do you choose? I'm going to go first because I'm an NHL okay. guy born. I grew up playing hockey. I love it. So I choose yep. NHL. Jake, I know you might have a different answer because I don't know why. I just feel like you have a different answer, I guess. So it's like if I can only choose a ticket to one of them, like NBA and NHL, MLB. Yeah, game, all game, game seven and Super Bowl. Or the Super Bowl, yep. Oh, man. You know, it's, it's tough. I, I think it comes down to – you know, it probably comes down to the World Series and Stanley Cup for me. Um, 100%. But my gosh, man, that's such a tough question. I, I, I gotta, know, right? I gotta think for me. Who would I, who would I want to go see? That comes down to okay, the Wild yeah. or the Twins. And even though the Twins have won it, that'd still be an amazing. That still would be amazing. But you know, it's very close. It's honestly, I, I can just see like poll numbers going in my head, like simulations. Uh, it'd, probably be, it'd probably be like 51-49 Stanley Cup right now. Oh, so just leave yet? It, it, it just slightly, because I, I can't even imagine being at a World Series Game 7, a baseball, you know, old time. But just being in that, just but watching how much, you know, being in Minnesota, the state of hockey, growing up playing hockey and, and stuff like that, you know, and just seeing your team in it, just be at a Game 7 of a Stanley cup and just one of the toughest sports out there in the atmosphere. I mean, it gets crazy in there. It gets electric in those arenas in a first round series in game one. Mm-hmm. It just, I can't even imagine being in an arena on game seven. And I couldn't for, I couldn't obviously imagine it for an NBA game seven, especially if the Timberwolves were in it or like the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't even picture that. It's not ML, even the, the realm twins, of possibility. But I think if I had to choose, it'd be very close. It'd be a Stanley cup. Zooch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I'm the villain. I'm going to go with the World Series because I look at the World Series and every time that series goes to a game seven, it's It's a one-run game that goes to the bottom of the ninth. I swear. It's like it's every time, dude. Jack Morris is fucking complete game 10 Mm -hmm. and he won the Twins the World Series. You look back four years ago with the Cubs that went to the World Series against the Indians, the late home run, the extra innings, and then a walk-off or whatever. I can't even remember how it ended. It was just – yeah. yeah, I feel I like feel like it'd be such an adrenaline rush watching uh yeah. watching a game like that. It's a little slower, so you can get you'll you'll just get into it, you know, inning by inning mm-hmm. by inning. The you're you know, hockey, but it's just so it's close. I agree with Jake. It's so close, but yeah, I'm it's like fifty one forty nine for me. Honestly, like it could go yeah, either way. Yeah, it's so close. But I mean, I still love hockey. Obviously, I <laughs> I wish I could go to both. Fuck. I know. <laughs> so you chose it. It's it's locked in. If we get free tickets, Zooch, you're going to the World Series. You're going to the World Series. It's like you're a showcase. Yeah, showcase like Price is Right. Zooch let's, is going uh, to the Well, let's start talking stats when the season was post. Wild stats. Let's do that. Obviously, our boy Kevin Fiala with his amazing assurgence. Surge. 
Yeah, great, great job. 23 goals, 31 assists, 54 points in 64 games. That's insane. And he had a slow start, too. Keep yes, that in mind. Yes, very he, slow. He had, a, he had a slow start. So, yep. I mean, we've already talked about Fiala a lot. I mean, it's, it's magical to watch him. But do you boys have any other points you'd like to make on him? I believe he started with 16 points in his first 29 games this year. If you think about that, it's actually yep. wild to how many points he has right now. That's I basically mean, all I have for Fiala. I, I, just, I, I looked when I was looking it up. I just I shook my head. I was like, "Holy shit! This man was on some next level shit." The final, yeah, he you was, know, two months of the season. He was, was just, he was, yeah, he was, he was high on some sort of just hockey drug, man, because that guy was just electric, like in the last, like the last two weeks before it got suspended. Because I remember he, like. He scored like the most goals in one week. The the week I think that the week before the season got suspended, he had like twelve or twelve points or something like that. He had the most points amongst all NHL players. The guy was on fire, and it was just like every time you see him get the puck, it was like we have that star-studded player we haven't seen here in so long. Yep. it's been so big. We've had some mediocre teams in the last ten years that have really been nothing more to get us past the first round with guys that. Like Parisi, he's a good player, but he's not going to dangle through guys. He's going to maybe maybe read no. the ice well and find a guy a good maybe get a Workhorse. get a good sauce in front of the net or something for his uh, for his teammate to put it in. But he's not going to you know dangle around guys. We all is dangling around guys, and I remember just like and his, the Detroit Red Wings suck, but in that Detroit game before. The season suspended. I remember Fiala just had such a dirty goal. You went like in between the legs of a player and just went top shelf. That was that was unbelievable so yeah well, he's just, i don't care how bad the team you're playing i mean you're doing that to a professional hockey yeah. player who's trained his mm-hmm. whole entire life and you are making him look silly that's yes. amazing what he's doing on the ice yeah and he just made who's who's who, who's the goalie for detroit again i'm blanking well the jimmy howard but jimmy matter howard, cone? Yeah. i think a cone could be better than yeah year. jimmy howard yeah. he just oh, made so jimmy howard look like Oh, dude, his – I wish I had a stat. Jimmy Howard was right – it, it was one – he was we, one in know, 19 in yes. one in his last we, we, we can save – yeah, we they can – They lit him up. We can <laughs> save the, the actual stats. We don't want to have people's ears bleeds or bleed. <laughs> but they're, they're pretty – yeah, he's, he's – Very bad. Very bad, and the Wild just really just made him look terrible, solidified his status, and probably they added to it. not returning as yeah. at least a starting goalie in the NHL. And, yeah, that was brutal. But, yeah, but going back – I don't know back, what happened but, that, but, but It was good. Yeah, but, 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 but yeah, Fiala, he's just – it's just – yeah, this isn't Detroit Red Wings takes, man. This is wild takes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, come on. Well, you know, it's, it's oh, yeah. really su- surprising to me that, like, I don't know, if someone asked me, like, off the top of my head to name, like, the top five Minnesota Wild, like, point scorers, I would not put Ryan Suter at number two. Me neither. Two. That's, that's he, crazy. But, but Suter is number two in the Minnesota Wild in terms of scoring. He has eight goals and 40 points. He's an points. assist machine. He is. That 40, guy, and he 40 was looking this very year. good. 48 points this year total, second in the team. He's ahead of every other forward besides Fiala, like. I've heard a lot of well, a lot of Suter shaming. Yeah. I can understand it. I yeah, can understand I don't know it to why. I can early on to an extent, right? Because after at early on when the whole team looked like they were the worst team in the league, he was not playing well. And that was, he was like a minus 15 in his first like mm-hmm. six yep. games. Like yep. it was, it was brutal. Yep. He's now he's, he, it seems like he started to care more because obviously the team's actually in it actually mm-hmm. competing now. And now mm-hmm. that he actually kind of has it fire back, he's playing like old Ryan Suter. And I'm yep. for the most part, pretty happy with his performance. What about you guys? 
Yeah, before the before the season ended, I, and it goes along with you know the other veterans on this team. Ryan Suter, before the before the season got suspended, he was playing lights out. I mean, he was like Zutra saying he was an assist machine. I mean, he's got forty freaking assists on the year, and he was he was just. Hey, he was looking like the old suitor before he left. You know, he was getting aggressive, stopping plays, not looking mm-hmm. slow like he was early in the year. Like, mm-hmm. looked like he was just really slowing down. And then he got back into it. And I think it really was just a team thing. Everybody got confident. And he started looking, getting aggressive, getting people's faces. And, you know, he's a big guy. And, and utilizing his, you know, his, his puck skills and, and, and finding guys, you know, down in front of the net. And that's what he's been doing. And, I, yeah, I'm just – I'm happy to – I'm delighted to see him second on the list in uh, points right now because we need those veteran guys standing up and and he really did that. Yeah, I mean I like Suter as the player. I don't understand why he always gets shit on by Minnesota mm-hmm. fans. Everyone calling him bad on Twitter. You go on you go on Twitter after a game. You might think he's the worst defenseman in the league, and then you look at him like, huh, fifty points this year. That's yeah. pretty good. Wow, and, and there's people. I mean, people just so lump crazy and Suter, and they and they put him with that contract, yeah. and they rip yep. on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Minnesota yeah. fans. For I mean, it's they, just they like Mauer. It's literally Mauer, a two point. <laughs> yeah. The the fans after what Mauer did for the first eight years of his career, I think he damn near deserved every penny he made in the second half of his career. And you still hear these guys, you know, bitching and moaning mm-hmm. about it. It's just Minnesota fans, they want to hate the guys that make the most money because they're not perfect, I guess. They expect them it's, to play perfect. Every it's it's game, like the you know? and the MLB it's too. Just they don't have to a salary cap. Be mm-hmm. mad at the fucking Twins no. or whatever who run the Twins. Don't be mad at Mauer <laughs> yeah. because the owners yeah, aren't spending money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just it's it's no a level sense. of understanding too. I just don't mm-hmm. think Minnesota fans understand either. <laughs> Minnesota fans think, never understand they think the world. Yeah, no. They, no. they always like they always like, like the bit. They like the yep find players alone. to bitch bitch about for whatever reason if it's whatever floats their boat you know every like, sports got him man i mean yeah. you had mauer you got kirk now for the vikings you got fucking yep. <laughs> for the wild i mean think about prezi and suitor they have been our best two players for the wild for the last seven years and you can't yep. put a player on that list that was better than them i don't care mm-hmm. who you are you're gonna tell me grandland no niederreiter no coil no i mean Get out of here! Well, I get some shit. It's funny. Some shit I, I love Zuch. I love how you. I, I don't care. I, I mean, it's it's facts. Those guys were worthless <laughs> for the while. Yeah. What did they do yeah. for us? And they fucking yeah. didn't get us out of a second round playoff series. Mm-hmm. They barely even scored in the well, playoffs. Zucker included. Yeah. He's not left off that list. I mean, for Christ's sakes. They, and they praise him. I mean, Coyle yeah. gets traded, and they're like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna miss him." I'm like, "Get out of here!" The guy doesn't do well, anything. Well, seriously <laughs> though, it's, points it's is most points. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at like Parisi's and Suter's stats when we were in those yeah. playoffs. They actually had the most promising stats. Like when you saw Miguel, yeah, Miguel Granlin, and Nito Ryder in, yeah, in the playoffs, they did not. Yeah, I know it's not saying much. I'm just saying you saw these quote unquote star players that we had like in yep. Ryder and Granlin. They they were totally disappointing. And you have guys like Parisi and Suter. They've been our most consistent guys, even in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Even when like like Hello. a couple. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the Jet series, Prezi was the we he brought us back in that Jet series. He scored the fucking first two goals of the series, and then he won us a game, and then got hurt, and then we lost the next two. Series. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say in that I mean, Jet series, he, that sucks. He stays he was in that, for that series. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, he and was speaking of Zach, he had like speaking, four goals right away. Yeah. Well, speaking of Zach crazy, he's actually leading. He's fourth in the team in points with 46, but he's leading the team in goals scored with 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, it's crazy. you can definitely argue with 12 games left in the season before it was postponed that he could have been another 30 goal scorer yep. this mm-hmm. year. 100%. You can say, look at Eric Stahl, too. Eric Stahl, third leading yep. scorer on the team yep. with 47 points, started the year off horribly. He was yeah, like just terrible. like Suter, like a minus 15 after that first month. Then he had his resurgence, and he does yep. what Eric Stahl always does. He put up points, 47 points, Yep, second on the team. Uh, fifth in the Minnesota Wild in scoring is Matt Zuccarella, which was kind of mm-hmm. surprising for me because I didn't mm-hmm. – he didn't – in my opinion, he hasn't been too great for us. But 37 points in 65 games, 15 goals, 22, is it, 22 assists. I think people would like Matt Zuccarello more if if uh, fucking Fetton didn't give him that long contract that he didn't deserve. I yeah. I agree. I, I agree. So but I, my point to all this is, hey, all those players you just named, if you go and ask any, you know, casual wild fan on Twitter, they would tell you they suck. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you seen the stats, they, they, sir? They suck. Those, <laughs> guys, like, are they, bad. those guys are trash. Stahl, stupid contracts. Like, oh, my God, man. Well, the thing is, early on, I you just could don't def- get it. Early on in the season, you definitely could have made the argument. These old guys are slowing us down and stuff like that. Yep. And the thing is, I've, I've been saying throughout this whole season, you, need the, you, need the, you do need these veteran guys to stand up to kind of complement our young talent. And you just like, you know, the whole team is uh, obviously exactly. one team working together, but you need the veteran guys to stand up, and they're starting to do that. I had optimism they would still do that, but then you have people just bitching and moaning. But the thing is, there'll still be people bitching and moaning, saying, oh, yeah, those players I mean, suck, man. Yeah. Those players suck. It's like they're in the top they're, – they're, they were yep. leading our team in stats. They were leading our team. They were being a you know, that dominant presence on the ice. So you can't sit here and tell me yeah. that. Gosh, and I remember Bubba not said. Not only – it's not even even stats either, you know. Yeah, I remember I – mean, well, yeah. It's, it's, it's also it's a leadership lock, factor, too. locker room, and I think that really yeah. has been happening exactly. off the ice that we haven't seen. But I remember Bubba, like, literally, like, the first month when we were looking at stall stats. And I was still – I'm an optimist a little bit. You know, I'm a Minnesota fan, so obviously very pessimistic at the same time. But I was like, well, let's, let's see how Stahl plays out here. And I think Zane was kind of the same way. But Bubba's like, I don't even know why he's on the team anymore. He needs to be gone. It's like it, – it's in October and November. It's like we're Dude, not even Bubba's the kind of guy – he, he's acting like he's calling a vent line, right, after, mm-hmm. like, the Vikings play bad. Like, that's mm-hmm. him, like, all the time. Like, if one player has one bad game, mm-hmm. he's a fucking bum. He's washed. The player can yeah. be 23 and he'd say that yep. about him. No, he, he's, he's mean, a, he takes the pessimist road every fucking time. Yeah, like, well, my, one of my Pajoni favorite things. be fired in October? Yeah, well, my, I loved when we were talking about Miko Koivu. Oh, and he was gosh. like, send his bum ass back to Finland. And he was just so pissed about it. I loved it. But – Bubba kind of had a point about Koivu because mm-hmm. this year in 55 games played, only yeah. four goals. He's never been yeah. much of a goal scorer, but only no. four goals in 55 games and 17 mm-hmm. points for 21 points, and he is in the way bottom half of the team for scoring. Mm-hmm. I know no. our very yes. own bo- – both of you guys got to talk I believe, about I believe he was, he's also coming off a very, very uh, – Yes, yes. He knee yes, injury last year year so mm-hmm. and he's old so i mean the, the stats were not going to be high this year no kind of knew that and at the end of Both the season, you guys spoke to Mo- michael russo goals, and you know? uh you guys should definitely talk about what uh zooch i believe you asked michael well, russo a question about michael russo about he's not coming back what his his outlook you know i wanted to i wanted to get his his professional take on this 
And I was hoping he was going to lean with me for, you know, give him one more year to kind of solidify the fourth line, having it be a shorter season. Mm-hmm. But uh, he slammed the door shut and he's basically like, told me he's done after this season. Yeah, he, so he, yeah. we're going to – hopefully the season comes back so we can see him play one more, you know, last hoorah, get us into the playoffs. Who knows? Go on a run. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, that's just – it's sad to see Koivu, you know, end with an injury and not have a very good season. I I kind of wanted him to get one more last uh, mm-hmm. effort to yeah. show Wild fans. You know, hey, just really quick for everyone, everyone out there. A lot of people are hating on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone out there listening, really quick, if you are interested, go to mm-hmm. t- just type in 10,000 takes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we did a huge event called the Soda Stream where we interviewed mm-hmm. Michael Russo, Anthony mm-hmm. LaPantha, Kevin mm-hmm. Gorg, Audra mm-hmm. Martin, all mm-hmm. sorts of people involved with FSN and the Minnesota Wild World. Kevin Falness. Anyone else, Jake? Am I leaving anyone out? Yeah, I think you hit them Paul, all, Kevin. I mean, Fal- Paul, pa- Paul Allen. You know, pa- big one, you know, Pat Micheletti was a big one. He gave us some insight yep. on wild hockey as well. I mean, we, yep, we did so everybody, but our point is, our yeah, YouTube. we got hockey guys. Yeah. Go to our YouTube, check out all those interviews. Those are all released right now. And uh, it was really fun talking to them. And they provided a lot of great insight about mm-hmm. the Minnesota Wild roster. A mm-hmm. lot of them told us where they thought certain players fit in. And we got great information like Zuch got from Russo talking yeah, about Koivu. I had no clue that it was like pretty much cut and dry mm-hmm. that Koivu's not coming back. And apparently that's what it is. And that was very surprising well, to me. I, I, From what I got yep. out of it, I don't think – yeah, I don't think work visa. Yeah, I don't done. think. Yeah, I don't think like Russo literally had a source from the team saying he's not coming back. Because I mean, obviously they can't say that. But I mean, no. he knows, and he probably has been told by some people, you know, whatever. But he's pretty much saying there's no scenario I see him coming back next year with salary cap and you know us trying Nico to possibly Sturm. bring him, meet Nico Sturm and and bringing him up yeah, and bringing maybe another free longer. agent to come in to compliment no. you know a Kaprasov. It's just, but it does suck. Is I, 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 I like Koivu more than the fans. A lot of Minnesota Wild fans. Well, how like can him. you not? I mean, he's been I mean, nothing but loyal to the franchise. Yes. And there's, nothing and, and you look loyal. at the stats. He does. There are a lot of things that he does on the ice that will not be on the stats. You know, like the guy. You know, you know, he'll he'll step up face his body and people yeah, face offs. You know, he'd be aggressive on the ice. You know, he's kind of a smart playmaker. I think he, he's, a, you know, he's a good talker yep. on the ice on the on the on the bench. He's a good veteran presence that this wild team desperately needs. And and I, I said that that hurt. I, I really, and a lot of people kind of, you know, hated me, I mean, kind of shit on me for it a little bit. But I think that the reason, a, a part of a reason why the wild really couldn't do anything last year, even though they had a chance to make the playoffs, is not having a Miko guy like Miko Koibu on the ice. You just mm-hmm. have that veteran smart presence who, who's been in the game for so long. And people are like, oh, like he would score – all yeah. these goals. I'm like, no, I, I mean, no, but he's a playmaker. I mean, he can, he's, he's a smart player and it's just, it sucks to not have that veteran leadership presence on the ice. And that's what they didn't have. So he has that leadership mentality and it mm-hmm. sucks that, you know, that he couldn't show it off. Hopefully he will have a chance maybe here if, if the season does resume this summer. Cause honestly, if it doesn't, I mean, the, the last we could have seen of him was in March in a wild uniform. Mm-hmm. So, let's, uh, let's well, do the mean, rest of the, one of my fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, let's just no, fly to the rest of this uh, list really quick. Uh, scorers 6 through 10 for the Minnesota Wild this year. We got Garrett Spurgeon at 6, 12 goals, 20 assists, 32 points. Luke Conan, 15 goals, 16 assists, 31 points. Erickson Eck, 8 goals, 21 assists for 29 points. Jordan Greenway, 8 goals, 20 assists for 28 points. And, of course, of course Jonas Rodin, 2 goals, 26 assists for 28 points. Do you boys have anything about any of the guys I just listed that you'd like to talk about? 
Well, I did like I was impressed. I think Conan and Green are going to come into their own. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that's all I got for that. Yeah, I was just going to say Greenway <laughs> I like was those two players a lot. Greenway was looking a lot better before the before the end of it. I I, I wanted to come into his own because he's a big player and he has a hell of a shot. So. He's a good young player. These young players are coming up. We need those young players other than Fiala um, with those veteran guys to play well, and they were doing that. So that's what I, I like to see out of those out of those guys. Yeah, I like uh, the 10th leading scorer on the team, Jonas Brodian. I really like – he proved his value not in scoring, but on how sound of a defenseman he, he is on the ice. And what I mean by that is he only had two goals and 26 assists for 28 points but he was a plus 15 on a team that is riddled with minuses, or at least they were riddled with minuses because of how poorly they played at the beginning of the season. So to see him at a plus 15, the second highest on the team, and, and he plays a significant amount. He's a top four D. To see him at that plus 15 um, really kind of shows, really gives me confidence that he's a leader on this ice. And it really makes me mm-hmm. sad that we're having um, a new expansion draft coming up. And yep, we're gonna Seattle. lose. Yep. We're gonna lose a great defenseman. I mean, we're gonna we're at risk of lo- of losing a Dumba, right? We're at, mm-hmm. we're at risk of losing a Brodine. Like we're gonna have to make some tough calls, and uh, that's why I figured that one of them would have been moved at the deadline. Uh, mm-hmm. Surprised that they weren't, but I guess Bill Guerin has taken his chances, and he has some sort of maybe he plans on making a deal with uh, with Seattle, um, similar what they did with Vegas when they gave up fucking Alex Tuck, yep. which I – it's that like, I don't know. Give him Nico like, Sturm. <laughs> I, I, like, I like Eric Stahl a lot. Don't get me wrong. Potential uh, Hall of Famer in Eric Stahl. But, um, yep. but I don't – right now I'd probably rather have Alex Tuck just because of the age yeah. and just because of where the wild are at. Good. But, yeah, don't get me wrong. I still love Eric Stahl. But, mm-hmm. like, that, that, that came back to bite us. Maybe, maybe trying oh, yeah. to hold on to one of those players might bite us. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, going on from 11 to 15, we got Marcus Foligno, who was fucking on fire. I love him so much. 11 goals, 14 assists, 25 points. He's just a sound presence out there. Then we got Dumba, uh, 6 goals, 18 assists, 24 points. Ryan Donato, 14 goals, 9 assists, 23 points. And leading off at 15th is Miko Koivu with, like we said earlier, 4 goals, 17 assists for 21 points. Does anyone have anything to say about any of those five gentlemen? Yeah, I mean, Marcus Foligno is a big one. You know, he's, you know, other than Carson Soucy, you know, he's one of the leaders on that plus minus. So he's been a, you know, he's been a big factor on the ice. I think the whole season, he's been kind of that consistent factor for the wild. You know, even when they were playing bad, he was still out there working his ass off, you know, creating plays and getting in people's faces like he loves to do. And I'm, I just, he's a guy that honestly, he could be a captain here. I think if, if, if Koivu or when Koivu leaves, so I, it's, it's good to see him up there still, still producing, you know, 11 goals, 14 assists. It ain't bad for the enforcer type he is. So yeah, I like seeing, I like, I like watching Flino. He's, he's a, he's a, he's a good dude. He's a good dude on the ice on and off the ice. I should say. For the love of God, can we get Donato some more minutes, please? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, for Christ's sure. sakes, anytime the dude is on the ice, he, fucking scores man i mean i don't mm-hmm. know how hard it is to see this but yeah that just really annoys me 14 goals mm-hmm. <laughs> 14 yeah. goals and the guy barely plays i mean shit he's getting maybe eight minutes a game mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous they need to find a way to get him some more minutes or fucking trade him for some assets i just yeah. he's too valuable to keep on that fourth line anymore 
I, uh, especially in a team that needs scoring, I mean, yeah. fuck, what more can you ask? We've needed, we've been so desperate for scoring. Every time we go to the playoffs, we score like damn two goals a game. Can't win playoff games with two goals a game. Someone like Donato would help us, man. He just knows how to score. They need to play him up a little higher. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, the third line would even be better. Swap him and Felino out with Felino play on that fourth line. I mean, he's already kind of a fourth line player anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to yeah, uh, I know. On that. Yeah, I need to see more out of Matt Dumba. Uh, when he yeah. was hurt, when he was hurt last year, he was leading the league, leading all defensemen in yeah. the NHL mm-hmm. in goals scored. Only six goals this year, only eighteen assists, and a minus seven. He's not. Uh, he's not looking like his old self. And he did have a pretty bad injury after he fought. Would be fight Kachuk. Or yeah, Kachuk in Calgary. Kachuk, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Calgary. That's it. Um, uh, yep. And I know he what he broke his wrist in that yeah. fight or broke his hand or something like that. Wasn't well, it like his, something in his chest or something? I, I don't tore, even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tore a pectoral, I think, throwing pectoral a pectoral muscle punch. or some shit. Yeah, something like I, that. You you wonder if that could have affected has some sort of long term effect on his because I mean if well, it's fucked yeah. up on here, maybe it messed up on his mechanics on his shot or whatever because he mm-hmm. he has looked a little Very off good. this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and. You know, you know. Normally, you would think like a lower body injury would what is what would be causing right causing someone to drop so much or something seriously wrong with their leg or something like that. Not a peck. No. Right. Right. But but, but at the probably. same time, slap, yeah. Think of your slap shot motion, right? Yeah. Especially if you're a righty and you and you're putting mm-hmm. all that pressure on your right peck and your right your right arm yep. and you're going down for that slap shot. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, yeah, sh- sh- that that might affect it. I actually haven't thought about it too much, but, but I, I I honestly wouldn't. Have, wouldn't have thought that that injury would have caused this kind of decline, if you yeah. want to call it a decline or whatever you want to call I mean, it. But need to see more from Matt Dumba in the future. Hopefully, just a little misstep or something like that. I'm hopefully, this season is just maybe this needs to. Rec- I mean, if that is the cause, hopefully it just happened like this season and he can still mm-hmm. come back. Because if he if he comes back pre pre injury before that injury to Kachuk, I mean, he's a definitely a valuable asset to have on this team. Yeah. I just, One last. One last skater I want to talk about before we move on to goalies here is mm-hmm. Alex Galchenyuk. So he mm-hmm. came over in the Jason Zucker trade. Mm-hmm. Um, in 14 games to the Minnesota Wild, he has three goals, four assists for seven points. Now, he has been struggling around the league lately. He's been tossed around. I think the Minnesota Wild are his fourth different team in two years. Yep. He's been tossed around to a lot of different teams. The dude was a former number three overall pick. And, uh, yep. you know, in the league, which is a, which is a super high, super amazing yep. pick. Like, obviously, lots of teams thought he was going to be a great player. On top of that, he has scored 30 goals in the NHL. So, he can be a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Has he done enough to earn a prove-it deal from the Minnesota Wild where the Minnesota Wild want to keep him around for one more year to see what he can do? I think so. I think yeah. he has. I think 100%. I, I, he's a great asset to have. You know, he, he's, he's obviously, obviously – I thought that was – Zucker was not living up to his contract whatsoever. Uh, and to get a guy like Alex Gochenyuk, who obviously has been very inconsistent, but he's a top draft pick for, for Pete's sakes. Like, bring him in here and see what he can do. I know he's a little slow, but he is, shows so much potential. He, he seems like he has so much hockey smarts. He just maybe needs to find well, the right He's only pace. 26, too, which is crazy. He's, he's been in the league forever, and it feels like yeah. he's 32, but he's 26. And, How are people giving up on a 26-year-old this quickly? Yeah. And so we're getting a cheaper guy for Zucker, essentially who might end up being just as good, if not better still. I mean, he's still young. He has so much potential. Like, maybe he just needs to get on the right team. And in that in that last game, I was, of course, watching it before I was staying up late, you know, when they were in Anaheim that last game before they suspended the season. I think they were down like 2-1 in the last few minutes. 
Galchenyuk scored the the game tying goal in the last few minutes. We went to overtime and we won. So I mean, mm-hmm. and he has scored some, you know, deciding. Well, he goals. also he he scored a game winning shootout goal too. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm like, oh my like, gosh, Galchenyuk, let's let's freaking go. Yeah, I know. Let's go, bud. Let's go, buddy. Well, I, I think I, I think one of the main reasons he deserves it is because how he played as a center at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. We need a center. We that's something we know. Yeah, we know Stahl is going to be a first center. or second line. You know, he's a first or second line center. I'd like to see Stahl on our second line centering Kaprizov and uh, Zuccarello next year and get a number one center to come in here, you know, a Barzell type, one of those guys, to center that first line with Parisi and Fiala. And you got Galchenyuk centering a third line. And Polino, you're already looking solid up the middle there. I mean, you, you you don't sign him back, and now you got Sturm on your third line, who's unproven, don't know what he's doing, you know. Uh, Koivu ain't coming back. You lose. I just definitely think you sign him to a proven deal and see what he can do as yeah. a third or fourth for you. I mean, what is a third? And he's got a lot of talent. This offseason will be like the first offseason in a long time where the Minnesota Wild will have some wiggle room in terms of cap. And one reason because of that is because Miko Koivu is making $5.5 million, which in NHL terms is a lot of money to be playing a player. You can get, you might not, you could definitely get a second line center for that kind of money that, cause they were paying Koivu like a second line fringe first line center. That's yep. why he got the $5.5 million deal opening up that. Um, you know, I think that that's going to be huge. We can use the money that, um, that we save with Koivu and we can actually invest in a solid center. Now, will it be a number one center? I don't think so. I mean, because, you know, five Probably point, you're going to need, if you want to sign Taylor Hall, right, you're going to need $8 million, right? You're not going to, 5.5 is not going to do the trick. But, you know, I'm, I am excited, too, that we're going to have a little bit of wiggle room in terms of cap to potentially bring in a player. And I'm, I'm still pissed off that Fenton signed Zuccarella to this ridiculous, like, if it was a two-year deal, it would be fine. I'd be completely fine with what they did. But signing him, signing Zuccarello until he's, like, what, 37 years old? Wasn't yeah. we already have Perezzi and Suter signed until they're 43? Does that sound like a good idea? I don't think so. No. I, uh, I unless you picture those Fenton three being your veteran back backenders for the, you know, remainder of their careers. True, but how many or, players are playing that you know, great I mean, 35 Zuccarello is a contract like you got to watch that we could pro- possibly move. And, yeah. Right. And, and that's another thing. He, he, that's a contract you can possibly move. Who knows? Maybe the Rangers take him back. They love him. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. that's what I realized, too. Like, him playing in New York, he's been exposed to a lot more of, like, a population, and a lot more people know yes. who he is because whenever the Wild tweet about him, you have a million New York people coming and, and tweeting and saying, oh, I love him so much and I miss him so much. And it's funny. Like, apparently he's really well known. I didn't really realize that until uh, I mean, until he came I over. really – I mean, he was good in New York, man. He's not he a was, bad yeah. He, he, but he, I didn't he think came he had on the fanfare in the playoffs he had, right? Yeah. He, oh, I mean, he, he came on in the playoffs last year. That was kind of cool to watch. What, did he break his hand in the first game for Dallas and then came back in the playoffs and was one of their top mm-hmm. scorers? If so, I'm correct. That's another reason scored. I think he earned a yep. contract, but not five years. He's never, five five years. Years. He's never scored 30 long. goals in the league. I think he's only scored 20 goals once in the league. Mm-hmm. So, the yeah, Minnesota he, Wild, but then when again, they, signed, when they yeah. signed Zuccarello, they were a team desperate for goal scoring. I don't understand right. how locking right. a player down. He's Granlin two point He's Granlin. Yes, and we yes. and we don't we don't need that. We need goals. So no. that's why. And it's like that's not why, five years. It, it sucks for Zuccarello because like 
He is a great fault. addition. To, he's a great addition to any <laughs> yes. team, and he was only doing what's best for him, securing the bay. Right. Am I right, fellas? Exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. I don't but, get why they could. Yeah. But the the term, which we've already said, is that I don't get why you can just said like three years max. Five years is pathetic. Five is a little questionable, man. Five is just crazy. That that I'm not I'm not a Zuccarello hater. I I I think he he's gonna be good when you get Kaprizov on that second line with him, man. Him feeding Kaprizov. I mean, he's a passer. He's like I said, Hmm. he's an older Granlin, more experienced. The guy can pass the puck. That's one mm. of the things Parisi said when he signed him. He said he can't mm. wait to get in front of the net and let him pass to him. Get a sauce for him, bud. happen because they uh, – Get a sauce. Never played in the same <laughs> All line. they do is pass. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to goalies. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, Jake. You, yourself, were a goaltender we growing mentioned. up. So, I'm going to say – I'm going to say that you're the resident expert on goaltenders. The resident expert. Takes. Take, us, uh, take us through your thought. Take us through the Minnesota Wild goaltenders and your thoughts on them, eh? Well, I mean, before we left off, and obviously, you know, this was the trend, you know, that we were talking about probably on our last two to three episodes of the Wild Takes podcast, because obviously, Alex Stalock was on fire before we on fire. On fire. He was literally called the fire department because this guy was literally on fire. I mean, he was he was insane on the ice. Like the guy was just incredibly ma- making incredible saves, super quick in the crease. It's like he was his vision was like lights out on the puck. He, he was very hard to score on for, you know, a small goal for a small size goalie. He is, but the guy is unbelievable and leaving off before the end of the season with still, you know, the 12 or 13 games to play. And you know, Alex Stalock had a 2011 record, 20 and 11 record. He had 20 wins. And then of course, just four overtime losses. He had a 2.67 goals allowed average a game. He had a 91% save percentage. The guy was, I mean, he was looking great. He was, it was unbelievable. He was the goal. He was the hot goalie that the wild would need if they make a push for the playoffs to honestly, they, they could ride on him to maybe make a magical run in the playoffs. And he was looking good. And that's what sucked. That was one of the things, not only was it Fiala that I wanted, that I wanted to see for a push for the playoffs and then a potential playoff run, but Alex Stalock, I mean, he was just super fun to watch. A South St. Paul guy, you know, a local guy. Well, but you know what's have, even better about that, Jake? Yes. He played, especially towards the end of the year there, mm-hmm. like a number one goalie. Right? He did. Like he could lead a he team. He was a number one goalie. We have him secured yep. for two more years after this at mm-hmm. like $800,000 a year. Yep. We could make, be make getting a, a starting one. caliber goalie, a number one goalie yep. for just eight hundred k a year. And again, that opens yeah. up so much more room for us salary cap-wise to do other things because we can all agree – Devin Dubnik has been through no. some hor- some bad circumstances that have Terrible kind of caused him to play very poorly. Like he's I think had to be dealing with his wife yeah. has like some health issues that they don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. And Devin Dubnik, mm-hmm. they have young children, and someone needs to take care of the kids. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. So Dubnik's been kind of like involved in this distraction, but that's definitely been. He's a been playing like he's been distracted, unfortunately. Yes. Not not well at all. Yeah, hey, he's over his stats quick. Well, yeah. So, I mean, before we end of the season, you know, he he definitely. I mean, Devin Dubnik's been off with the Wild, but he wasn't. He wasn't this off. He's never been this yeah. off. You know, he was twelve and fifteen. His record was before we left. You know, he had a he had a three point three five goals allowed average over three three point three. That's you know that's pretty high, and especially in the NHL. And he had a save percentage of eighty nine percent. And usually we see him at least over ninety percent. You know, even on quote unquote years where he's having a down year. So. He just has not been – he was not playing well. I know he did still have a couple of good games where he was 
you know, he was finding his game a little bit, but it wasn't like the consistency we've seen in past years. Like we've seen Dubnik be inconsistent, but he'll go on trends where he'll go six, seven games and be unbelievable. Then go a few games. We would see maybe one, maybe two where he looked like he was on and then just three or four or five games. You just look terrible. Like he just looked like someone was off about him. Like he just looked like he was more, flustered about goals and then you know mentally but then also physically he probably hasn't been able to train with the team as consistently even if they still he came back from whatever he was doing with his wife I don't and he could have some time to prepare he still wasn't getting all that training like throughout the season consistently like the rest of the team is like he usually gets on a season by season on a seasonal basis so it's definitely played a factor but no he hasn't looked good his stats aren't good. I mean, if you looked at these stats and he wasn't having an issue with his family, I think you'd be safe to say like he's done, but it's hard. It's a kind of hard question because he still might have potential, but it's obvious. This is, it's hard to say if he's really going down now or if it really was kind of more fluky because he's been dealing with this, with this terrible thing. He's situation with his wife and his family, his kids. And it's definitely played a factor. It's just how much, it's playing on actually mm-hmm. on how much skill he actually truly has left. And it's, it's kind of puts him in a weird position on whether or not we, we get rid of him or not and get so much, save so much money. But yeah, it's, it's been weird with Devin Dubnik. Really weird. And I think it's a recency bias too. I mean, yeah. he didn't play well this year, so everyone's assuming he's not going to be good. He has but, been a very good player for us for the past, mm-hmm. you know, whenever he signed here, mm-hmm. whenever he got traded here, he's been a key part to our, you know, runs yeah. to the playoffs. Hasn't been on a playoff run yet. But yeah. I think I think he's definitely going to get the nod right away because he's a veteran goalie. He's been there before. He, mm-hmm. I mean, there's four months in between from when he played last. We don't know yeah. if he's going to come back the same way. This guy could come back and all of a sudden a fire was lit under his ass and yeah. he's the best goalie in the damn league again. Yeah, and I don't. Now yeah. the Wild are, you know, they're scary at that point. If you can yeah. get him rolling, the Wild are scary again. So. And, and, well, and it's here's the thing. We can, you already we, mentioned Staylock. He's playing like yeah. a number one goalie as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got a goalie there that if Dubnik isn't ready to go, boom, let's slide him in. Yeah. Oh, and if mm-hmm. Staylock isn't ready, guess what? You got the AHL goalie of the year to slide in there too. Yeah, Capo Kakinen. I don't think the Wild goalie is goalie of the month. Be right before the season got canceled or suspended. Capo won. You can't keep him buried in the minors that much longer. You can't. No, you can't. That's a big thing too. I mean. You That's another thing too. Well, I, here's my and thing though. I, I believe Dubnik. the Wild actually had four skaters too on the first yep. team All AHL. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. some big things down there. Yeah, that's actually exciting for the future of our team. Uh, my thing about Dubnik is that yep. I, mean, I know you're saying it's recency bias, bias is in there, but Dubnik has played 30 games this year, mm-hmm. and I think the stats say it all. He his GAA is over three, and his save percentage is below 90. I mean, mm-hmm. those markers, when a goalie's uh, GAA is above three and their save percentage is above, below 90, it's that shows me that they're a bad goaltender, that, they've had, mm-hmm. that they're not no, what That shows me more than they're a bad well, goaltender, I, that they are struggling. I think you misunderstood me. I think you misunderstood you he, me. What I mean oh, by I recency, recency bias, bias is he didn't play good this season. No, no, no I understand. This I understood. season, it's kind of like a season where he's been down. Last no, I understand season, what you're saying, but I'm saying this before, season, we'll be having this conversation about Dubnik. Well, everyone was having the conversation the year before that he's letting in soft goals, that he's mm-hmm. that he's not playing as well as he did the first two seasons he yeah. was in Minnesota. I mean, I feel like the conversation about Dubnik started more than last year. Yeah, it's, in terms, it's gone into that, beyond this year, yeah. I was just saying that in 30 games, I mean, we can. I'm just saying that this 30 games, the last 30 games we've played, have been 
so bad mm-hmm. and he's only getting older he's already 34 mm-hmm. what hope do we have there's no mm-hmm. chance he's gonna be like i mean yeah he can return to his form but even when he was playing his t- at the top of his game like he was still like you know the 10th 11th best goalie in the league i mean like yeah. besides like the second year he was with the wild he's never been like the number one all-star goalie in the league and i don't think that we can rely on him throughout a playoff run I guess mm-hmm. that's just my issue with him, especially in 30 games. He's had 30 games approved to us. That's a mm-hmm. lot of games. Yeah, it's still it's still a big sample size and still obviously telling himself he's willing to still go out there and play. And, yeah, he didn't do that well. But, yeah, it, we can factor this season. But the whole the whole debate around Devin Dubnik and whether I'm coming back has to go beyond just this season. It's, it's, he's, he's been yeah. in the playoffs. He had, he's had his time to try things. And, granted, this is a new team than with – the Grant, with the Granlins, the Coils, the Niederreiters, and there was a lot more at fault than just Dubnik in those playoff in those playoffs when we lost in the first round. Yeah, but I mean, he definitely not scoring, definitely, yeah, and not, not scoring, not creating any opportunities, getting killed. You know, I would not, I wouldn't say check and everything. Never been the issue, but Dubnik still let in, <laughs> yeah. you know, some pretty soft goals that were game changers in, in, in a lot of senses. That well, a hot goal. Here's my question like, then. This Dubnik and both I'd love for both of you guys to answer this. Chime Dubnik in. has played 30 games and he's been obviously not great at all. And mm-hmm. he has a cap hit next year yes. of $4.3 million. Mm-hmm. If the Wild with, with Capo in the minor leagues and with Staylock playing really good at a really low cap number, mm-hmm. why should the Wild bring back a yeah. struggling Devin Dubnik at $4.3 million a year? I don't see a reason. I don't why, see it happening. I I, I'll tell you one reason. You don't tr- – I mean, how are you going to trust Alex Stalock as a starting goalie for a full season? We've seen – you want to talk about a small sample size. We've seen him as a number one goalie for one season, half a season at that. You're really going to throw well, him into the number one role at this point? I mean, I don't – I just don't see that happening. I, and Kako, he, is he ready? But that's what it knows right now, though. He is the number one He is right the number now. one, and he's been playing well. But what I'm saying is he hasn't – he hasn't, for me, shown enough. He's let in pretty soft goals, too. I mean, we were not, let, let's not, let's sure, not, but then, like so, 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 Venzma, keep, so he keeps Venza, you know, trophy. But it doesn't finals. make He's sense. Been, it doesn't make sense to keep both of them if you have Capo in the it, minors. The, I'm not the saying we keep them. I just don't trust Alex Daylock as a number one goalie. Right. For that, that, that's what we can probably trust. Really both, you could probably trust both Capo and Staylock. I said probably. I hope. I, I, I'd I, rather, I hope. We better hope so. Based on the money. Staylock's the reason we're even in playoff conversation. Yeah, the money. I'm not going on the Staylock Patreon. Yeah, well, I'm so not I mean, no, I'm. Yeah, I'm just I, saying, I, I'm not are, ready to jump on his bandwagon. That's no, all. there's valid reasons. He's never for been it. a like, starting goalie. I've definitely ever. had my, I definitely had my, you know, doubts on Stalek, and there's a reason why he's never been a starting goalie per se. That might be part of it. He's never really gotten the chance to really prove himself. Very aggressive on the puck. He's very, very aggressive, very aggressive on the puck. and he is a smaller goalie. He sometimes makes, you know, he's smaller. So if he, does, if he if he it makes one positional issue, you know, the net's yep. wide open, stuff like that. But he is seems to be. He seems to be, had been playing more consistent before we suspended the season. Like he was getting his game on a lot because he's a quick goalie. So if no, he can get he was. positioning down, he's a very good goalie. And I think he could be a number one goalie. It's hard to say, but with the, with the whole of the financials with Devin Dubnik and everything, it would make more sense. And to me as a Wild fan, I would rather trust, you know, having an Alex Salak and Kapil Kakinen as our two goalies than having a, a Devin Dubnik who is 34 years old. Obviously could be on the down downward track, you know, the money situation you know, having all that than, than Devin Dubnik returning. It's hard to mm-hmm. see. It's kind of like a Miko Koivu situation. I, it's hard to see yeah, him returning. It's just, it's, yeah. 
Well, yeah. it's like I'm as an accounting as... major, and for me, it's all about it's all about hedging your risk, right? Yeah. You don't want as much risk. Who's Devin Dubnik at four point three million dollars is way more of a risk next season than mm-hmm. Staylock and Capo. Well, there's with that four point three million dollars, you could you could explore other options, of, and you can get a two million dollar goalie who has actually performed better recently than Dubnik. Yeah, and, and there's and yeah, exactly, and there's there's talks of even going after Robin Leonard, who you know is. Again, not a star, cons. but they, it's, no. it's not, it's not, it's a better, I, again, it's an, we need an average goalie. I feel yeah. like if we just get an average goalie, we're fine. Exactly. It, it's, it, it'll come, it all falls into that conversation. It's all, it's all up in the air right now. I mean, we still had to at least finish this season. We'll see. Time will tell, but it is, it is fun to speculate on that because it's a really interesting, our goalie situation. I think it's probably one of the more interesting in the league right now. It, it's just how, you know, we don't know where Devin Dubnik's at, you know, how much we're going to be paying him. He's been our starting goalie. And then you have Alex Salak, who was hot before the season. And it sucks that we couldn't have just seen all the season. And we would already be in a position right now where we would probably know if the season went on a normal trajectory and ending. Um, yeah, we'd know. Assume, right now. Assuming if the Wild didn't make the Stanley Cup, that we would know right now what's going on based on how the season ended, where we ended the playoffs. And what sucks is now we're waiting. <laughs> we're still in a waiting game at this point, just shoving everything back. Kaprasov would have probably already signed by now. Freaking COVID, man. Freaking COVID. But yeah, that's that's the point is if everybody listening in right now, the our goalie situation, it's 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 complicated, man. It's 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 not rough. it's not a very simple one. It's not <laughs> ideal right now, honestly. No, I'm and, fact, I to be honest, like, like the goalie who I have the most trust in is in the AHL right now. Yeah, Capo Kakin. Yeah, and like 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 I mean just currently right now. I'm not talking about a whole career. I'm talking about at right, the right right now like, at, at the moment. Just, everything's up in the air. And I think I think Bubba would be putting out a pension, as he would call a petition, <laughs> to have Capo Kacken and bring him up and be the starter. He, he he'd totally and, then, and, then, and then after one loss, he would start another pension or get Leonard to, uh, to get him out of here. <laughs> Man, what? We need to get fucking Robin Leonard. That's who we need. Does he chew Alex? <laughs> I think he does. That's why I like him. It's like okay. Hey, if there is one thing we do have to give Bubba, uh, everyone's uh, is on the Marcus Foligno bandwagon now, mm-hmm. and yeah. Bubba was on, was it on before it anyone else was. In the yep. very first, in the very first ever episode of Wild Takes, Bubba said that uh, Foligno mm-hmm. should be handed the C because Nico Koivu was a bum. That's yep. Bubba's words, not mine. Yeah, this is goes back to September. You can find it on our YouTube. I mean, it's the first ever yes. Wild Takes podcast. He has his own. We had his own segment called Bubba's Takes. Very short, <laughs> short lived, because he's it's a very inconsistent uh, person in terms of contributing to content. But he, uh, yeah, he had his own. He had like a ten minute rant about Marcus Lindholm. He deserves a C. This is before the twenty twenty season even started. And he wanted – he didn't – not only – he not only was calling off Lino to get the C, like when Koivu leaves, like the, this next season, he wanted – he said he needs – they just need to, like, rip it from Koivu now and give it to Felino. So he was mm-hmm. he was well, on it pretty damn early. And shout-out to the Bar Down Beauties. We also actually oh, yeah. go to our channel. We have interviews with them as well, mm-hmm. individually. But mm-hmm. uh, they they kind of hopped hard on the Felino wagon, and now, like, everyone and everyone who follows the, the you know, the Wild is pretty uh, pretty excited about Felino. Which is yeah. weird because, like, he's it's not like it's his first year on the team or anything. A lot of people just realizing that the guy plays with heart now. Like, he plays with heart. He's got heart. He just doesn't care. He just doesn't care on the ice. It's time for Wild Takes. It is the Wild Takes segment. And as a part of this, this episode's Wild Takes segment, we're going to be predicting essentially the, the, the first round of the playoff 
and we're also going to be for also predicting. We're going to start off here predicting our, who we think are going to be the top four seeds because they're obviously going to play in a little round robin action. So before we before we predict the actual playing games between the five through twelve seeds on both conferences, I want to first I want us to go around and predict our top four seeds after the round robin play. Of course, it could be very similar to what it is now. But Zuch, you go first. Who do you have? In your top four for the from the East and West after the for the um, Eastern wow. Conference, it's gonna stay pretty much the same for me. I got Boston as the one seed, Tampa as the two seed, Philly mm-hmm. is gonna piggyback up over Washington, and Washington's gonna close out as the four seed. Mm-hmm. On the West, I got St. Louis as the one, Vegas is gonna piggyback Colorado and take the two seed, and Colorado's gonna be the three, Dallas is the four. So I have mine laid out. Wiggs, what do, what do you So just got? a quick question. And oh. I just know just a quick question for both of you guys. And just, it'll help everyone understand everything a little bit better. How how do how does this work? How do the teams play each other to determine seeding? I believe oh. it's going to be here's how it's gonna work. They're gonna play three games yep. against the three All other against teams. each other. Yeah, against yep. Yep. And it's gonna go regular season based points. And they're gonna play it regular season style. Overtime shootout, and if you lose in a shootout, you get a point, and yep. it's gonna—they're just gonna rank you at the end of three games, and whoever's yep. got the most points mm-hmm. is the one seed. And I'm sure there'll be. A- That's why I just don't see it changing much to me. I, I just feel like the teams mm-hmm. at the top are at the top. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. I just thought it was uh, be useful to get that clarified. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. yeah sure. No, definitely. Yes. Um, yes. So I'm gonna go with the Eastern Conference. I'm gonna actually have Washington Capitals be number one. Okay. If you guys Ooh. recall the Boston Bruins, okay, they had a huge point streak, but like a lot of those wins were at, or like a lot of those points came in like overtime and overtime block. They're a good team, but like yep. I'm not completely sold that they're the best team. I'm not yet, and because of that, mm-hmm. I'm putting Washington one, okay. Boston two, yeah. Tampa Bay three. And Philly four. That's what I got I like for my it. top four okay. in the Eastern. In the Western, I like it. You know, as much as I hate to say this, and I hate this team so much because they are our rivals, I, I think Colorado is, is going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. I got them number one. I got Vegas two, St. Louis three, and I got Dallas four. Those are my top four for the West. Yep. Okay. I like them. I like them. Thank you. Thank you. They're different. That. They're different a lot. I, I know. <laughs> Well, so I think. What do you think? Well, I disagree. I kind of disagree with Wiggs on that. I think Boston will come out of that being number one seed after a round robin play. I do like the Bruins. I still am a Tim Thomas guy. Tim Thomas forever. (laughs) He's not on the team anymore. Yeah, he's been retired for years. But I still like the Bruins in this. I I think they they uh, they have some rest. I like I like Tuka Rask. People in Boston do not like Tuka. It's like, dude, he brought which you to a fucking Stanley Cup. Which doesn't make sense. It's like, Look at you, our oh yeah, situation. you want to be a fan? Go be a fan in Minnesota. We can't even. We we we're, you want? We talked about our goalie situation. Come Min- on, Min- man. Min- Minnesota fans dream of the days of Rollison and Fernandez. For yeah. fuck's sake, like just that, be yeah, happy yeah. with your goalie. Be happy with your goaltending. <laughs> it's like the sake. quarterback situation for the Vikings is the goalie situation yep. for the Wild. We always exactly. kind of like. Sometimes we got a good one, but they're usually. Uh, it's usually yeah, yeah exactly. Guys. But moving on, after the Bruins, number two, I have the Capitals kind of jumping over the Lightning, who will be number three, and then the Flyers stay at number four for me. And moving, we all choose Philly at number four for the. No, I got Philly at three. You got them at three. I like the way they're playing. Gross. At the end of the year. 
Um, <laughs> no, I, I could see it. No, they were, they were, they were playing. They're looking pretty good. They're looking pretty good. Smoking teams. <laughs> yes. But for as for the West, I do see Colorado actually jumping the Blues. Um, I think they'll be number one. Yep, and then and the Blues will be number two, and I think the Stars will jump the Knights. So you have three okay. Central teams finishing one, two, three, and the Knights will be number four. I just think that's the way it is. I, I, I mean, the Knights look. I mean, look at that. That's like a small little division. The Knights are going on against teams out of the Central Division. Yeah, and the Central Division is balanced. They're just. They're, yep. I mean, I could see them lose going zero and three. Okay, probably. Yeah. Could, but, I mean, seriously. I don't know about zero and three, but I could see them struggling. Definitely. I could see them struggling just in that. That was, you know, though. Those that those little plan games will be fun to watch just to see like yeah. the top four teams just to yeah. play each other just to oh this will be interesting this will be entertaining. Where do you guys yeah. think the stars the Dallas Stars would be at right now if like their coach wasn't fired at the beginning of the year? Like if they yeah, actually got to focus on the system from a start like like I feel like they would be a great team. But then then I their coach like fired Calgary, for, for being yeah, an alcoholic. Calgary, or yeah, Calgary yeah. and Dallas both lost their coaches. Yep. Different reasons, of course. You know, yeah. yeah you know, Peters, Peters, was, had, uh, Peters was being a horrible guy, but yeah. Yeah, he was being very uh, questionable, saying some very questionable shit to people. But um, yeah, I feel least, like both yes. two, those two teams are in the same boat. They kind of uh, the way they played kind of paved the way for the Wild to kind of make a little comeback. You know, mm-hmm. so that was that was good. Yeah, it's still you got to give it to the Stars. They still found consistency, even oh, when they yeah. lose their coach. And you know, I know that can tear up a lot of little chemistry and little things you know behind the scenes but they they, kept, they stayed strong but i mean yeah they could be i mean who knows what they could be they could be sitting it doesn't matter now they could still get i could say they could they could be finishing number one in the western conference but they could they could in this plan so prove it seriously prove it do it prove it do it okay i but like I think, it all of our answers are uh, pretty different guys pretty so. different mm-hmm. so you get, you get, <laughs> well you get. and that reflects the nhl because that's how the nhl is it's literally a coin flip some of these games so that's what the yep. nhl is and that's yep. what the nhl cares about but All right, I, I think, I think we'll move on to the, the, the next part i think what would be very the thing we're looking forward to most is actually predicting the play-in games yep you know the five through 12 seeds teams that are looking to get into the 16 the 16 team playoffs and I want to, of course, we're all going to go around, say our picks, predict them, predict the games, and we're going to record them. So let's start off. Zooch, I want to start with you. We're going to start off in the Western Conference. So the first matchup is number five, the five-seed Edmonton Oilers going up against, boo, number 12, Chicago Blackhawks. Who do you have winning in that series? Remember, folks, best of five series, these qualifying rounds. Here. Yes. I have Edmonton winning in four games because McDavid Dreisaitl greater than Kane Tyre. At this point of their career, I'm not saying, well, I am saying McDavid's better than both those two players, but at this point of their careers, those two are younger, faster. It's just it's not a very good matchup for Chicago, especially because Crawford's aging, kind of like the same as Dubnik. Aging, and he hasn't mm-hmm. been, you know, the same goalie in a couple of years. So I don't see yeah. him throwing together a season, especially with the injury he had last season as well. I don't see him throwing a postseason together to even get out of the first playing game. So I got Edmonton in four games. Edmonton four games. Okay, Zwigs, what do you, who you got in that series? Literally take Zucha's answer, copy it, and then paste it. <laughs> I have the same exact answer. It's a great answer, and I love how you said uh, there's no better duo out there than McDavid and uh, they were Dreisaitl. Fire. You know, like that. They're sick. It's, <laughs> it's literally it's it's a cheat code out there. It looks like it's a video game when they're yep. together. It's it's the best players in the world on the ice. 
It's just it's it's something to watch, you know, and it's a oh, teenage twenty-four. Gotta go with that shit then. <laughs> yep, and there it is a scary thing is that they're only gonna get better. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 their Edmonton's gonna be scary. That's gonna be a mm-hmm. they're gonna be in the playoffs for many years to come, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, uh, I concur. I'm in I'm in the same exact boat as you guys. I well I can't pick I can't pick Chicago just because I hate Chicago. Fuck them. But yes. they have no other <laughs> weapons beyond Kane and maybe Tate no. or anything and they well, haven't been playing. Sharp, I believe as sharp there great. now or something like that. But yeah. yeah no, no, it's no. like after that there's nothing. You got you can't beat McDavid and Drysaddle. Those guys are unbelievable to watch and they're gonna beat up. I I think I honestly I honestly could see them. I know we're not actually recording this part of it, but I they're gonna get swept. I think Edmonton's gonna sweep them. Mm-hmm. A three game. Three okay, game I like it. So, but I, I think Edmonton wins this series. I, I think you can look at this. Oh, it's just the twelve five. I mean, they talk about an NCAA basketball March Madness. The twelve yep. five games are the most dangerous games. Do not yep. see this one being a dangerous one whatsoever. Edmonton soars past Chicago. Let's move on to the next game. We got the six seed Nashville Predators taking on the eleven seed Arizona, formerly known as Phoenix. Arizona Coyotes, Zooch, who do you got? I got Arizona in five games. I got the upset. I like. I, I don't like it. Hey, I'm just joking. you know, <laughs> you got to look at Nashville. They got Granny on their second line. My dude doesn't like to play in the playoffs, man. He goes into ghost mode. So mm-hmm. I I like Arizona and Kessel and Hall. I mean, Kessel's been here before. He's been an elite player in the mm-hmm. playoffs. I just got Arizona on a coin flip. I'm not saying it's going to go three games or four games. It's five. It's going to go the distance, and it's going to be a close series. But I got Arizona edging by them. All right, Wags, you concur? I do not concur. I got Nashville in four, and a big reason has to do with the curse of Taylor Hall. Everywhere Ah, this dude has played, (laughs) defensively, their teams are shit. And it's not his fault, right? Drafted to Edmonton. (laughs) traded to New Jersey, literally playing on, you know, some of the worst franchises at the time. He's finally playing in Phoenix, and he's been playing well. Uh, I just, I can't yep. take, I can't take any team that has Taylor Hall on it, not until he proves it to me. <laughs> on top you of that, you gotta, you gotta love the goaltender down there. Yep. You gotta love him. Yep. He's yep. always, he's always down to play, and he's always a threat to toss a shutout, or yep. at least to keep the game in a reasonable place. Uh, because of that, um, and of course, what Philippe, uh, Philippe Forsberg, huge fan of him. Look, Obviously, they got a great blue, got a great blue line back there. Um, yeah, I'm going with Nashville. You know, I, I I would love to take Arizona on this. I I, I like what they're becoming. They're they got some young good talent, but I, I, I again that at this at this stage, I think a goaltender can win this series for them. And you gotta for love sure, Pekarene. Yeah. You gotta love Pekarene. I know that. Well, I mean, Arizona's dealing with Darcy Kemper. But I gotta love Pickering in this, so I'm going with Nashville on this one. I gotta go with Nashville. So it's, All right. it's a Nashville, Smashville. You know, Flip, Philip Forsberg is just—he's just an awesome player to watch. He pisses me off I'm when so he scores against the I'm Wild. So glad the Capitals traded him because could you imagine him with Ovechkin? Mm-hmm. Especially when Forsberg mm-hmm. was like on fire his first yep. few years in the league. That would have been crazy. Yes. But, yeah, going off from that, yeah, I just think Nashville's going to beat them. I mean, I, it could be a closer series. Honestly, I think Arizona could give them a run for their money, especially being they're in a situation now where we're actually in a point where we're technically not in the playoffs, but they're in postseason now for the first time in, in a while. And I think they definitely deserve – they were a team right in the mix with the Wild right before the season got suspended to get in that last spot or two in the playoffs near the end of the season. So they're going to play their hearts out, but I think Nashville just is – 
little bit better of a team, a little more chemistry there, more concrete. I think that they're going to beat Arizona. Moving on to the next game. Got the seven. This is the game we're waiting for here. So <laughs> seven, the seven seed Vancouver Canucks will be taking on the Minnesota Wild, who are technically a 10 seed. You know, you can almost throw seeds out in some of these games. I mean, really? Yeah. But, and this is – Vancouver isn't playing well, but I'm going to start with you, Wags, on this one. Who do you have winning this series? I got Minnesota. They were playing so, so hot when the pandemic started. All the seeds got canceled. I I know we've had a lot of talk about the goalies, but I believe that Stalock, he, he's one of those goalies who's a streaky player, right? Mm-hmm. So either he's really hot or he's cold. Like There's there's not mm-hmm. much where there's a between, and that's why Zuch does have a point when it comes to his consistency. Mm-hmm. But because he's a streaky player, if things work out the right way and he plays hot, I honestly see the Wild sweeping Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They don't have – I mean, they have two really great players on offense, of course, with Besser – and with, we said his name that's earlier, it. I'm going to forget it again. Patterson, Patterson. Right? Patterson. but that's it. Yeah, right? yeah Patterson. Patterson. Wild up. Uh, yeah. They're on the same line, and they can be deadly together. Um, I, I know there also is some question about Fester's health as well, or at least there was. He yes. was hurt. I mean, he's been hurt every season, I feel like. Yes. But um, I got Minnesota. They're, they're the hotter team. And I know you can't really – I guess you can't really take that into, you know, into – into the situation due to all the time off. But another factor, like I said earlier, our best player, Fiala, he's on the ice. He's been training the whole time throughout the pandemic, which will yep. really help because uh, I know Besser. I played with him growing up. Um, he's he's a Minnesota. There's no there's no there's nowhere you can skate in Minnesota right now. So um, yeah. yeah. So and he's their best player. I'm not sure uh, what Pedersen is. He Finnish, Swedish. Yeah, he's probably sure. he's probably their best. He's honestly probably their best player. He's a, he, he put up like 80 year. points last year. He's probably last playing the place train. Yeah. So, yeah, but again, I just think that's a huge factor for the Wild. I got the Wild. Mm-hmm. Zooch. I'm, I'm agreeing. I got uh, the Wild in four, but I think it could go five because the goalie, uh, I, I'm blanking out his name, Marchman, whatever Markstrom. his name is. Markstrom. Markstrom. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a very good goalie, and – he could steal a game from us, but we got a guy in Kevin Fiala who could steal a game right back from them. He showed it. He mm-hmm. scored the OT winner, the game tire. I mean, the man does it all. And just, I think it's going to be very random coming back, mm-hmm. but I like the Wild with their experience. Mm-hmm. The, the the Canucks got a lot of young guys. They're very young up front. And we just got some sound defensive players who have been veterans for a while. And I, I just don't see Vancouver getting by us. But again, it's really quick, boys. Look at it. Add. I just want to add it. Like, uh, they've played each other three times this year. Uh, yep. Wild won in the shootout, four to three. They won in regular session, four to two, and then they lost four to one. So they did win two of the three games mm-hmm. played. Yep. Yeah. Just so you have a little um, sample size there. There you go. A little sample size. I just games. think uh, us being a better defensive team, us having the age on our side, being you know they've been to the playoffs, they they know the stakes. Even though there's not going to be fans, but it's still the playoffs. They're still going for Stanley Cup. These guys are going to want to win the damn cup if they're going to be playing out there. And I think that's uh, with with Vancouver being bailed out a lot by goaltending, they have a very slippery slope to where if March turns off the game even the slightest, it's going to be a wash. So I got mm-hmm. Minnesota four games. There we okay. go. I, uh, I got, of course, Minnesota. I'm a homer, so I got to go with the Wild. But I think <laughs> looking at this from an unbiased viewpoint, I think the Wild are, are – they're, they're a better team throughout you look at the roster I mean really Vancouver only really, really has Pedersen and Besser and that's really it and the Wild have been 
our veteran guys and some of our young guys are stepping up. We have a little more consistency throughout the roster that, you know, and some great depth on, on our lines. And I think the goalie situations, you know, Markstrom is a good goalie, but to be a little more technical, he has a, I remember when the Wild played him when one of their wins over Vancouver, when he was in net, he really, he struggles in a lot of senses. He, he's, he's a, you know, he's still working on his game. And he, he, one of the, one of his flaws is I think he, what he does is he keeps his glove hand a little too low and a lot of, a lot of players, a lot of wild really took advantage of that in their, in their two wins or in the game he was starting. I don't think he was starting in, in all three of them, but that's going to be an issue. And I think uh, in the end, Stalock is going to be the, the goaltender. The wild have more consistency, more depth throughout their roster. And they're going to find ways to score. And honestly, I could see them swooping Vancouver or at least going to game four. But I think the Wild do win this one and move on. All right, that's a sweep for us. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're homers. homers. <laughs> the final matchup of the Western Conference will be eighth seed Calgary and a nine seed Winnipeg. Zooch, who do you got on this one? I mean, this one pains me because I hate each team equally. Growing up, I hate the Calgary Flames, and now lately. I hate Winnipeg because their fans dress like condoms and go to hockey games. Mm-hmm. I don't know why yep. they think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep. I'm taking Winnipeg because they got the experience. Uh, and they're just a better team, Patrick Laine. Mm-hmm. That guy, is, he's a stud, man. Shifley, mm-hmm. their goalie, Hellybuck. I mean, the guy, for Christ's sakes, would have won a damn MVP, if or whatever you call it, this year. But, yeah, I just Bad got man. Winnipeg. I don't think, Cal- I don't think Calgary is going to... I don't think they beat them. I think they take it to five games. They got a, they got enough talent with Gaudreau and, you know. But, yeah, I got Winnipeg in five. Okay. Wags, what do you got? See, I might be a little biased here because I went to college at the University of North Dakota, Grand mm-hmm. Forks, and Winnipeg is closer mm-hmm. than St. Paul. So there's actually a lot of locals there. We're actually um, – are actually mm. Winnipeg fans. When so. Winnipeg fans. And it was annoying too, especially when the Wild lost in the playoffs. They were just, they were all over us. And I, and because, I mean, I hate a lot of them because of it. Like they were douchebags about it. Not going to lie. What about Canada Knights? Come on, Winnipeg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, anyways, I'm going to go with Winnipeg. I feel like their game is built for playoff hockey better. Like whenever we play yeah. Winnipeg, you guys know that we're going to be built in for an aggressive body, bodied up game. You know that, you know, it's going to be hard hitting. Um, just, be, just because of that, plus Line A, who's stopping Line A? I, I don't think anyone in the world is stopping Line A when he's on his game. Uh, and Calgary doesn't. I mean, they have Johnny Hockey, right? But mm-hmm. I don't. He's, he's no Line A in terms of goal scoring. So um, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with Winnipeg. I got. Uh, I got. They do have a go on the full series. Line, five. Yep. Minutes. I. You know, I'll go against both of you. I think I'm going to go with Calgary on this one. Um, I, I do like the the arguments that yeah, obviously Winnipeg has been here before. They they've done it, but you know Calgary's do. And I I am a, I am a kind of a fan of, of Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau. Um, you know I like Elias Lidholm has has been good. Milan Lucic and but I, I'm I'm they got some players. They they can get something going there. They get hot. They they really they can literally be flames, man, on the ice. I mean, there you go. <laughs> But I, I, I do like Cam Talbot too. I think when the guy when the guy's on his game, he's on his game. So it, it all depends though, honestly, it all comes down to the goaltending. I think it com- could come down to goaltending in that series. But if Cam Talbot finds a way to get hot, I think with Johnny Gaudreau and some of those guys that they have on that and experienced guys on that roster and some talent, I think they can beat up on Winnipeg. And I kind of I don't like I, I kind of grew up liking the Flames with, you know, Jerome McGinless, so 
I'm not a big fan of Winnipeg be, just because they they pissed me off. They beat the Wild. Well, Central Division rivalry. Central Division too, rivalry. Right? But I'm going to go with I mean, Calgary. God, I still can't get over their damn fans. They show up to games yeah. dressed in, like, skin suits that are white. It's like, bro, what are you fucking wearing? Dude. Is, uh, yeah. Wheeler's still, uh, Wheeler's still a part of the he is. Winnipeg, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, anyway, there we go. Yeah. Look, look, look out for him. Yep. No Bufflin, though. No Bigitalin. Yep. Which, uh, that's yeah, a weird yeah, situation. We can talk about that in the future, but that's a weird talk, situation. That is a very weird situation. I want to move on now. We, we, that was the entire West plan games. We want to move on to the Eastern Conference now. We'll start with you, Wiggs, on this one. Five seed Pittsburgh versus number 12 Montreal. And it, this could come down to we might want Pittsburgh to win. But, I mean, will yeah, they I've seen this, I've seen I've seen the story before, Dick. Mm-hmm. And I know how this ends. You're not going to beat Sidney Crosby, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to go Good with experience. the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I'm also mm-hmm. looking at it from a very, very biased perspective in the fact that I need that first-round pick from the Pittsburgh it. Penguins. And we don't get it unless they win this yep. uh, playing series. So, for the love of God, Pittsburgh win. I'm going three games. Uh, again, if Carey Price is on his game, that could be an mm-hmm. issue. But yes. really he seems like really. he's not on his game no, too much recently. All. So. Uh, so we'll see what's up, but uh, I got Pittsburgh uh, sweep. Pittsburgh sweep. Zooch, you, you concur with that statement. Yeah, I'm going to keep this one uh, short and sweet. The ghost of Carey Price is not beating Pittsburgh at full strength. Gensel, Malcolm, not gonna happen, folks. Crosby, it's not happening, and it's going to be three games, and they're going to be blowouts. All right? That's a bold prediction. That, that, that's all wow, we can really say game. about it. But 100%, I 100% agree. It's kind of like I'm, I'm, I'm with Pittsburgh winning the series as well. I know it's kind of biased because we need them to, to get into those playoffs to help the Wild in a pick. But I just don't. You don't see. You won't see Sidney. You won't see Sidney Crosby and Mario Lemieux and or, or Mario Lemieux. Think, like, Jesus Christ! What's, yeah, what's how far back, back you going here? What? No, Sidney Crosby. Who's <laughs> hey, hey, hey. freaking? Who's the guy's other guy's name? Malkin. 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 Why am I? Why am I getting Malkin, Malkin mixed up with Mario Lemieux? Whatever. But hey, what, are you gonna say right? fucking Mark Andre Fleury next for him and that? Whatever. Guy, whatever. Right? Forget but, about Matt Murray. <laughs> yeah. McMurray. Yeah, no, it's Murray. Um, no, but. <laughs> But no, ser- seriously, I just don't see them getting past. I mean, Pittsburgh. No. When there's when there's uh, even in like when in the traditional 16 team playoffs, when um, there is really comp- in the Eastern Conference, if every series is super competitive, that first round series, it seems like whoever's Pittsburgh is playing, it's just like it's like an NBA series. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy. So I don't see them falling to a 12 seed Montreal Canadian where Carey Price has been playing poorly. You know, quite frankly, beyond just this season. I just don't see. Yeah, you're gonna have a full strength Pittsburgh. Yeah, team Jonathan Drouin is scaring nobody. Montreal, okay? No, he's not scaring anybody. Sorry, Montreal. I'm so fans. glad the Wild didn't get him. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he, I guess such a he's such a toxic player, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Next game, Zooch. You got six seed Carolina Hurricanes taking on the 11 seed New York Rangers. Who you got in that one? This is an absolute coin flip. A lot of people don't realize how like how much firepower I know. Rangers truly have. Mm-hmm. Panarin. They have Friday. so they have so Bennett, much firepower Jeff, that Carolina Cotton, yeah. that Carolina yeah. voted against the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 it's like Carolina. Look in the fucking mirror. You got Sebastian mm-hmm. Aho, Vincent mm-hmm. Trochuk, mm-hmm. and for Christ's sakes, who had like Trochuk. damn near eighty points this season. And yeah, Trochuk as well. And God, it's such a toss up to me. But 
Carolina was right. They should have voted against it because New York is going to beat them in five games. And I just think New York has uh, Panarin, the bread man. That, that, that's yeah. the turning factor for me. That man Panarin is bread. sickening to watch. And I got I got New York five games, coin flip, close series. That's That was my pick for the best series in the whole playing round. Because both those yeah. teams are loaded if you look at them. I mean, I didn't even mention no, Nino. <laughs> I mean, yeah. shit, they got Nino floating on a third line again in that team. So, Such has both 11 seeds advancing. Yes, I do. I yeah, like what, the 11. Wags, what, what what do you have to say about that? What is your prediction? I 100%. The man in bread is going to be the reason why New York pulls it off. Carolina is scared of New York. That's why they voted against the playoffs. Yeah. Honestly, I would be confident as fuck if I was the New if I was the New York Rangers right now. I, it's not obviously this is not like an easy series, but you have the other team voting against doing the whole playoffs because they're going to play you. That's pretty yep. sweet. Like, like 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 right there, you get that has to give you a little bit of ego. So, I got I got a close series and I got the man and bread, the bread man, had been the reason why in five games the New York Rangers advance. Okay. 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 I, I, okay. I, I think, I, you know, I think the series is definitely going to be one that goes to five games, but I think the result will be a little different. I think Carolina will pull this one off. See, I, honestly, like, I think if New York wins this series, it will be in, like, four games. But if it goes to game five, I think Carolina, they might have that advantage, man, because they, they got some damn good players. You know, like Trocek is – He's a good. He's a good young player. You got Aho, and then you got Niederreiter on there, and they got the spirit of David Ayers with them. So they're going to, they're going to pull this off, I think, over the 11 seed New York Rangers. I love Panarin, but they were sitting, they were sitting in 11th place right now on the East for a reason. Now they weren't, they just couldn't find their stride quite as much as you think they could have with Panarin, but. It will be a fun series. I think it could easily go to game five, but I just think it'll it'll go in favor of Carolina. I think they're going to try to um, advance and do more, kind of build on what they did last year, essentially. So I well, think I'm surprised that no one brought up the King, mm-hmm. Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you got and and their new goalie, yeah. uh, Georgia. He's very very good too. Mm-hmm. He, he had a couple shutouts as soon as he started. And New York, believe it or not. They were the hottest team in the NHL. I mean, you want to go look at their record in their last 10 when the season was paused, man. They were beating the hell out of teams. Yep. It wasn't close. Um, I really like New York a lot in that series. But I think it's yep. going to be an amazing series, which could be a point for them. So It could be. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the next series we're moving on to it would be the 7th-seeded New York Islanders against the 10th-seeded Florida Panthers. Zooch, who do you have in that? You know, I like Florida. I think they're, you know, a pretty good young team. But New York has the back-end talent on lines three and four that I think play into factors that are going to turn the series. So I got New York in four games. I don't think Florida has back-end talent to compete for a whole series with New York. You know, Anders Lee, Clutterbuck is still, you know, sitting on their fourth line. He's not a bad player. He's a scrappy player. Uh, Yeah, New York just has – they got too many players – that uh, Florida can't account for, in my opinion, with the back-end talent there. So, New York, four games. New York and four. Zane, do you agree? I do not agree. I have Florida in five. And hear me out. Teams rely on fans 
to give them that energy, to give them that extra energy. They really feed off the energy in the arena. You can tell when a wild game, when the energy is up, when the fans are going crazy, the wild yep. are playing better. It's, it's what happens. We got a team in Florida that hasn't played in front of fans <laughs> yeah. in years. Okay? You're right. 100%. <laughs> so they're that, used to it. Because of well, that, hey, they're, hey, used, New they're York used to getting themselves much? pumped up for games. Yeah, without no, fans. No, you got cars in the front seat. But, yeah. but New York Islanders aren't giving away uh, season right. tickets for $5 right. a fucking ticket. Right. <laughs> they're yeah, but, selling uh, tickets for a respectable Exactly. <laughs> yep, so because Florida is used to playing in front of fans, I think they'll have the extra fire. They be prepared that, the, that they, don't, they don't need the fans. They can get it themselves because of the conditions they've been playing in. I got Florida in five. I like that take. I like uh, the no fans. Thank That's you. a, yeah. I, I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, I did not I, think about that. I, um, I'm going to go with Florida as well on this one. I, I, when Ooh. I saw this, I'm like, I, I like the Panthers. I, that's a very good argument as well in that, yeah, they, they haven't really played in front of fans, but they got the players. I mean, isn't Hollow on the team now? Like, I know he's not. Yeah, they, yeah, they got him. Yeah, they traded, yeah. A, they traded Tro- Trocek yeah. for him. So, yeah, I mean, Trocek. And it, but I'd much Huberdeau, rather have Trocek in my opinion. You got to love Huberdo, and you got him. Oh, former <laughs> yep, Gopher's yep. still on there. Nick Bustad, he's still – oh, no, 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 no. Yep. He's still on no, there. He got traded. Bustad got traded, I thought, to, to Pittsburgh, didn't he? Oh, I think he got traded. Oh my gosh! Did he play in Pittsburgh? He played but, in Pittsburgh, don't he? But they did—they did have it. They did have a Nick Bustead, at least. Yeah. But they—they they got. But you know, they got—they got the players. They got the roster for it, and I think they can be. I think New York Islanders can be a little overrated in a lot of senses, and I think honestly, both New York teams do get kicked out of the uh, of the opening round, and Florida moves on, and I think that they. Because they were fighting for kind of in that playoff spot as well, and I think they were they have a consistent team, and they lost Trocheck, but I still think they got a good enough players to move on and beat up on the our Islanders, who I think are forever done playing at Barclays Center. Thank God. I just think the one thing that scares me about Florida is how when they traded Trocheck, how much of a downhill slope that they went on, because they were yeah. sitting like two points out of a playoff spot, and now they're sitting. I think they're at least. You know, New York was, I think, seven points out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, yeah, they're right in front of them. They got to be five or seven points out. But that's what scares me. What are you talking about, they, man? It's going to be a good they're series. They're three wins away from the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, come yeah, on, man. Yeah, in hockey, that is. <laughs> come on, man. Still, though, in hockey, that's that's asking a lot. Seven points. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it is. Late in the season. That, that's mm-hmm. a lot of points. Yeah, and by the way, Bustead does play for Pittsburgh. I just looked it up on the fancy computer yep. machine. But yep. he yeah. did play for them. But, no, they still got, you know, they still got a line of good players. No, you, we'll see. They traded him this year, though. You were close enough. Yeah, they had him. He was yeah, it was a recent trade. But yeah, recent trade. Yeah. But no, they have a good roster, and we'll have to see what happens. Moving on to the. It's going to be a good series. The East, the yeah. East has some good series. Yeah, I think they have a great series. Mm. And this one, this one might be. This one will be pretty entertaining. The out of the East, yeah, yep. you got Toronto eight seed and the Columbus Blue Jackets at nine. Wakes, who do you got in this one? I got Toronto. I got Austin Matthews. I got mm-hmm. the mustache. Uh, you know. You got to thank the Raptors, okay? You got to thank the Raptors. The they Raptor went, they mentality. Won the championship. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I, I need to see uh, – I, I, I'm going to see Toronto build off that energy. I know there's no fans, but the Toronto team fucking did it. And they did it in the NBA, which, let's be honest, like I never thought I would see Toronto be an NBA championship, you know, with all the superstar players going to – you know, playing for two or three different teams, obviously. I know that has nothing to do with each other at all. And I know it has – but I'm, I'm saying that the city has energy – the Leafs are going to kind of 
feed off that energy. And we all know the Leafs have been have struggled in the playoffs for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that fucking energy is going to give them a kick. They're going to win in four games with Austin Matthews doing the majority of scoring for them because he's Austin fucking Matthews. He was on the cover of NHL 20 for a reason. And I'm not going to lie, like, that mustache, one of the sexiest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, I, I, I 100% agree. Zooch, is the mustache good enough for you? Yes, I am taking Toronto, but I'm going with five games, and I'm telling you why five games. Columbus is going to be healthy for their series. They're getting back all those players they're missing all season. So Columbus ain't going to be, you know, some AHL team like they were in the middle of that season, man. They are going to have NHL talent up there, and it's going to be it's going to be tougher for Toronto than they think. But Toronto ultimately has the better players, and I think they're going to win the series. Five games. I can't tell exactly how many games they'll go to, but I do say I will I will concur with you both. I do have Toronto winning this series just because Columbus doesn't seem to play well. You know, they're kind of like the wild, but worse kind of historically in the playoffs, and they're playing a very tough Toronto team with Austin Matthews. You know, I think Toronto is definitely going to – they're going to have some of that Raptor mentality possibly. And I like just, it. Yeah, <laughs> Raptor mentality. They should, they should trademark. That's hey, awesome. I'm selling it, Toronto. But I think I think they will beat I think they will beat Columbus as hungry as they'll be and as healthy as they'll be. I think Toronto's just a better team. And they'll yep. beat them in that they'll beat them in that playing round and they'll move on to pay that uh, potential number one. I believe they would be the I don't know if they're gonna reseed after the after Yeah, the round, that's but, what I was gonna say. I don't know. But it's they'll play one of the top tricky. four teams and move on and I think I think Toronto definitely has a shot at um, you know, make I mean, if, if they don't reseed and Boston gets the one seed, Toronto has got to be just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Every single time they make the playoffs, they that play would be Boston. A great Every single time. And and they just can't beat them either. I mean, what, they, they had a 3-2 lead that one season. They blew game six and had a 4 nothing lead in game seven and blew that one as well. So but they have to eventually, think, man. Hey. Yeah, they got to be due I just got to think those fans are going to be pissed as hell. Because, oh, in yeah. a regular season, I don't know if they would be matched up against them. But, no. You know, in this one, they are. They got to take what they so. can get. They got to take what they can get. But, I you mean, know. that we've, 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 been, we've been talking your ear off for probably almost two hours now about everything hockey, wild hockey, and everything about this 2014 playoff format. We just gave you guys our predictions on it. Hopefully we do seen, see this actually return. Uh, now that they've announced it, as much as your thoughts on how this could affect the next season, just the fact that they bring back hockey in some way is just exciting. Hopefully this actually does go through, because this could be very exciting, even though there's no fans. But I think they'll wrap up uh, this this episode of the Wild Takes podcast. Do you guys have any final thoughts? No, I'm glad that we got Let's this play hockey. I'm glad we got <laughs> Zooch back in it. Hell yeah. So, Zooch, a first-timer. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's play hockey. Let's play hockey. Let's do it. One day, the 10,000 takes crew will be saying that at the XL Energy Center. We will be, or we'll be, uh, <laughs> or we'll be singing to ourselves, hammered at a at a bar in downtown St. Paul, um, mm, or on some mushrooms, that. right, Jake? And on some mushrooms. Oh yeah, no, eating deep fried oh, mushrooms, not the drugs. Or roaming, the yeah, streets, yes, yes, roaming the streets of Prior Lake as well. Roaming so. the streets of Prior Lake, <laughs> yes, coming soon. Inside joke, inside, inside joke, joke. Very, yes. very, very, very soon. But anyway, for all you tuning in, it made it this far. I am, of course, Jake Bringle, also known as journalist Jake JJ. Uh, I was joined by Zane Wags Wagner and also Zooch. Zach Collins is his real name. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Zooch. If, uh, I, I had to reveal it. I'm sorry. It just has to be done. But Shit. anyway, 
Oh, Cops damn it. are going to be after me now. Cops are going to be Fuck. after you. But anyway, th- <laughs> thanks, guys, for tuning in for another episode of Wild Takes. We'll hopefully have another one coming out soon. Take it easy, everybody. Peace.